This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, May 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration on Monday expanded emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine in the United States for older children ages 12 to 15. Last month, Pfizer said phase three clinical trials found its COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine was safe and 100% effective among this age group. The preliminary data showed there were no cases among the fully vaccinated adolescents compared to 18 among those given placebo shots. We've been waiting for this. This is now our whole family can be vaccinated. You know, my daughter has Crohn's disease and uh, we just want to make sure that she is in that uh, that safe zone as well. So we're scheduled scheduled for next week. Oh, are you? Next week? Okay, that's awesome. The study involved 2,260 U.S. volunteers ages 12 to 15 and has not yet been uh, peer-reviewed. Overall, (laughs) kids develop a serious illness or die from COVID-19 at a much lower rate than adults, but they still do get sick and can spread the virus. Children make up roughly 13% of COVID-19 cases that have been documented in the country, according to officials. At least 268 have died from COVID-19 in the U.S. alone, and more than 13,500 have been hospitalized, according to figures shared by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Meanwhile, Moderna announced last week that data from an ongoing trial of its COVID-19 vaccine for teens ages 12 to 17 was 96% effective against the novel coronavirus. The owner of a tiger that was spotted roaming loose in a Houston neighborhood on Sunday was identified as 28-year-old Victor Cuevas. On Sunday, Houston police responded to a call about a tiger in a neighbor's front yard. By the time officers arrived, the tiger was gone. Video of the incident shows a man grab the tiger by what appears to be a collar and lead it into the home. At one point, another man appeared uh, appeared to have a gun and pointed at the animal. Uh, and one neighbor said that that man was an off-duty uh, sheriff and he was there trying to help get the tiger under control. You ever have that situation where you're wandering around your house and you're saying, I haven't seen the tiger all day. Where's the Did tiger? Did it get out? According to Houston PD, the man seen escorting the tiger into the residence is the owner. He later put the tiger in his white Jeep Cherokee and fled from the home at a high rate of speed. Police say officers attempted to pursue the vehicle but eventually lost sight of it. On Monday morning, Houston PD shared on social media that its animal cruelty unit was investigating the incident and looking for the owner of the tiger. By the afternoon, multiple police sources confirmed that Cuevas and, uh, was the owner and that, uh, according to records, he was charged in a 2017 murder in Fort Bend, County. Cuevas is due in court in July for that charge. According to records, he is accused of shooting and killing a man in July of 2017 and was out on $125,000 bond. So was all this sparked by, uh, does this go back to Scarface? Is that where the, the having a tiger Maybe. thing? If Because it, 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 it's... Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I guess it's a thing, but I, a I feel bad Yeah. It can be, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to, to, to show a force and so on, but... But when you're a tiger lives in your house, which is a ranch-style house. In Houston. Yeah. In I Houston. Had, I had, it was a couple weeks ago, I don't know if I told you guys this about this or not, but behind my house there's kind of this hill that goes up and there's trees yeah. up there. It's kind of lightly wooded area. And I was looking up on the on the the hill from my back window and I thought I saw, <laughs> I thought I saw like um, a panther. Panther. Okay. Yeah, like a black panther. These days, when you have that happening, for just a moment, I'm like, I, and I thought like it was like a juvenile one. I didn't think it was like a full Good. size one, but, but yeah, I mean, like a kid. But I saw it and I'm like, what the hell did I just see? 
And so it freaked me out. Yeah. And I went out in the backyard to investigate. I have a fence, so I was, I was good. Oh, know, yeah. It was an you should have sent your dogs out. They would have killed it. panther. Um, it turns out it was just a cat. Oh. <laughs> but for some reason, optically, it looked gigantic to me, and it scared me okay. for a moment. Okay, so this is something that occurs, actually, and they've done specials on it. So where we have our Sasquatch and stuff here, mm-hmm. in parts of England and the United Kingdom, yeah. there are these spottings of what people believe are panthers, yeah. large yeah. cats, and they... Posited the notion that's exactly what they're, they're actually seeing regular cats. I wouldn't doubt but it. But because of a lack of perspective, like on a specific <laughs> terrain, it looks like a lion. I, I mean, saw, I told you guys I saw the panther yeah. running along the, the surf. A dune, the, the dune, dune puma. puma. Well, I yeah. call it a beach panther. You yeah, guys call it a yeah, dune puma. Because it wasn't in the dunes. It was, it was okay. running in the surf. Uh, but it, it freaked me out for a moment. I was legitimately thought sure. I was going to have to call the authorities and, uh, you yes, know, get the uh, that's Preston from WMMR. I need <laughs> yes. a uh, panther retrieval team sent oh. out here. There are no reports of panthers. Yes, pan- I have been drinking. Of panthers in Pennsylvania, Preston, right. just so you know. Right. You don't, but again, these weird things. Tiger King, man. Yeah. Houston doesn't have a tiger population normally in a residential area, though there are more tigers, I think. In Texas than there are anywhere else in the world, right, at this point? In the wild, yeah. 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 And then in the entire world in the wild, it's awful. But I do have, like, these weird nightmares, and usually probably five times a year, at least, where there are big cats either in my yard or in my house. Like, they've gotten to, you know, I wonder what that's all about. I wonder. Watch pancakes. (laughs) It's illegal. Are they attacking you? I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Well, there's always the threat of them attacking me. Actually, I had one last week. and I actually good kitty. Uh, there was a lion that I actually shot it in its sleep. It was because it was in my house. I don't know why I had a gun, but you uh, shot you shot the lion, I sh- and I felt That's terrible kind of about move. it. But I was like, "Well, it was either him or me, Steve. It's either you or me, buddy." Oh man, you should you missed the the big joke. I shot a, a lion while I was in my pajamas, or a lion in my pajamas. What he was doing in my pajamas. I love it, yeah. Okay. It's illegal to own a dangerous wild animal in Houston city limits. Violations are misdemeanors punishable by fines of $500 to $2,000. Martin Luther King Drive will reopen to cars beginning in August, according to Philadelphia officials. I heard this. I was like, oh, good. And then they said August. I was like, really? We're announcing now, this now? I haven't driven down that way in a I long time. It's been yeah. totally closed. Totally yeah. closed since, before, since the pandemic. They, oh, no. Wow. Yeah, they closed it so that people could use it for recreational uses, you know, and it's been one of, in the entire state, it's the most used um, trail for uh, bikers and and walkers during the pandemic. Because I used to set my falafel cart up there, but... uh... (laughs) So just rather than than the bike trail, you could ride on the road. Right, exactly. And it was How did I not know this? So people could get out, yeah. So the city closed the four-mile stretch of the road last March, uh, so people could get outside during the pandemic, based on consultation with city council and the progress of projects that took place, including improvements to the recreational trail upgrades to lighting and upcoming paving the road will reopen in august so they did take the time to do some construction there as well from the construction zones to increase traffic on the schuylkill expressway drivers want mlk drive to reopen to lessen some of the volume with fewer options to avoid the expressway neighborhoods like university city and parkside have become a cut through route to avoid traffic i'm sorry <laughs> what? somebody sent a text it just says 
Those Panthers are real. <laughs> They're real. Put your hands on your hips. <laughs> Sorry. Martin Luther uh, King. From yesterday's show. Martin Luther King Drive will still be closed on weekends through the end of Octo- October. Officials say that opportunities to extend these closures are being explored. So we'll <clears> see <throat> if it reopens in August or not. In sports this morning. The Flyers wrapped up their season with a win against the New Jersey Devils last yeah. night. Stanley Cup, baby! Wow. The Flyers scored four unanswered goals to rebound from a 2-0 deficit to take a 4-2 win in the season finale. Joel Farabee scored twice, Sean Couturier once, and James Van Riemsdyk scored the eventual game winner on the power play with 7.35 left in the third. Farabee scored his 19th and 20th goals of the season and became the second youngest player in franchise history to lead the team in goals in a season only behind Eric Lindros. The Sixers, who have won eight games, are back in action tonight with a game in Indiana against the Pacers. Tip-off is set for 8 o'clock. The Phillies, who were off last night, continue their road trip as they open up a three-game in-series with the game against the Nationals in Washington tonight. Chase Anderson will get the start in game time at 7.05. And Philadelphia Union announced Monday that Subaru Park will open to full capacity starting on Wednesday, Mm. June 23rd against the reigning MLS champs, the Columbus Crew. It will be the first time since the coronavirus pandemic started that the Union will be able to play to a full crowd because the Union didn't play a home game last year before the pandemic started. It will be the first opportunity for a sellout since the 2019 playoffs. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. By the way, the uh, those tornadoes were real. <laughs> uh, Daily Rush video is up and running right now. If you want to see that at PrestonandSteve.com. The title is Twister and Don Nazi. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can watch it now <laughs> at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtowns. First comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Uh, we have some stuff going on today, and then we got to do some business. We are, uh, first of all, going to mention the fact that we have the Money Clip Contest final week. Yes. Final warnings, so heads up on that. Uh, we also have a couple of guests on the program. Uh, author Mitch Album will be joining us. He wrote um, Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah. Uh, the Five People You Meet in Heaven, I believe. Yes, the, the uh, yeah. Um, and he's got a, um, a book out called Finding Chica, and it's based on his real-life experience raising a little girl from uh, the orphanage that he supports in Haiti and her impact on his life as uh, she battled uh, her health problems and uh, she uh, had a great attitude throughout it. So. You know, he also wrote Meatballs too, Casey. Oh, yeah, I yeah, did not know that. Departure for him. Meathead no. was kind of a <laughs> uh, weird thing. But Mitch Album will be joining us. And then we also have Sam and Joss Kiska from Greta Van Fleet. Nice. And uh, they're talking about their, their album. And uh, so we'll spend some time with those guys close to 10 o'clock. And then at 10 o'clock, the Money Clip Contest happens once again. And then we have a special thing that's going to happen when Pierre gets in here yes. with uh, Bill Weston and uh, a few other people. So uh, That'll we'll be get, awesome. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, Andy Anz is stopping by Pretzels. today. We have a meet and eat. Yep, and hopefully we have some stuff to give away. And it's time to announce who the coolest teacher oh! of the year is for our very first school chosen from yesterday, which is Upper Polk Perkyoman High School. And we took votes all day yesterday, 24 hours. After we announce this winner, 
We will then uh, draw another school, and we will uh, award, uh, well, we'll let you award another prize. So, you ready to make the announcement? Yes! All right. Uh, huh? Hang on a second. What happened? We need a drum roll. Uh, yeah. I, I hit a burp sound effect instead. <laughs> All right, so... The gang at Upper Perkyoman High School has voted, and they have deemed the winner of the Coolest Teacher of the Year is Mr. Tom Hunts. Might be pronounced Hunts, H-O-N-T-Z, H-O-N-T-Z. And Mr. Hunts is a social studies teacher and... This might be the first time we've had this. He is the head football coach huh. of Upper Perk. I don't wow. know if we've had the head coach. We've had several coaches before. Go Meerkats. But he is the head football coach. I don't know what their uh, mascot is. I doubt it's the Meerkats. And uh, he's been the coach since 2014 to the present. And he's a graduate of uh, Quakertown High School. He's a cute town guy. And he was like a big-time wrestling champion there. How about he that? was a four-year starter in wrestling, four-time sectional champion, four-time district finalist, and so on. And he was a wrestling coach for 27 years Jesus. as well. Yeah. got a, He went to Duke University, got his master's at Lehigh. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. A, a well, learned man. Well-rounded individual. So, Coach, congratulations. Nice. We got some good awesome. stuff for you. The... Uh, the students have awarded you this, but we will give you the prizes. We will give you the official Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug, which is what we've been doing all these years. And we're adding in a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ September 25th. You, Coach, will get to sit in the Coolest Teacher section. That's awesome. You'll get a Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear at the shirt, and you'll be with the other Coolest Teachers. And a $25 gift card to Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors. How's about that? That's so cool. It's a wonderful thing. So that means it is time to draw another school randomly. So Casey gets it. Or you're going to hand it to Steve. We're going to do how you want to do Casey, it. Casey, you next. Let's Come just on. go around yeah, yeah, the yeah. room. That way we won't lose our order. Hey, do you okay. think our coolest teachers will set up like a mosh pit once the concert's underway? <laughs> it's quite possible. Yeah. We'll have to uh, definitely highlight them yeah. in the All course right. of the show. All right. Casey has drawn... The sheet of paper. Who okay. will it be? We are looking for the coolest teacher from Delcy Regional High School in Franklin, New Jersey! Yeah. Yeah. From Delcy! Yeah. I heard Delcy and then I heard. <laughs> That's all you needed to hear. Franklinville, New Jersey is where Delcy Regional High School is. So, Delcy, here's what you got to do if you're in the student body. You need to text the word teacher to 39333, and then we'll send you a voting link. And then you tell us who you think the coolest teacher of the year was. Or you can go to PrestonSteve.com. But very easy to just text the word teacher to 39333. That's Delcy Regional High School in Franklinville, New Jersey. If you go to school there, make sure you let everyone know. Let the staff know. Maybe they'll make some announcements and get it out. So the more people we have vote the more accurate of a decision that will be made, I think. So, Delcy Regional High School, you have 24 hours. That's it, all right? You have that until about 6 a.m. tomorrow, so make sure you get on it now. Uh, We are going to have to take a break because we've already eaten enough time. i got a lot of entertainment stories, a stupid question on the way. Stay with us. We're going to have a good time on this Tuesday morning. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR.
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Kathy. Man, we're already running uh, so far behind, but... <laughs> we should. Yeah, we got our first coolest teacher caller on the line. We oh, need to talk to him. Yeah. Yes, we were just talking about Upper oh, Perk High School. They were the first school that was chosen for this. We have since gone in and chosen um, Delcy Regional High School in Franklinville for the next coolest teacher. Uh, but let's get right to it. And so the uh, person that was chosen as school teacher of the year at Upper Perk is the head football coach, Mr. Tom Holtz. Let's welcome him to the show this morning. Tom, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. First of all, did I get your last name correct? Is it Holtz? Hans. Hans. I said it right the first time. Damn it. Go with the first instinct. It's what we learned from Match Game. That's what we need to learn. Uh, congratulations to you, Tom, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Uh, very excited. I, we, we we listen to you every day driving to school, and uh, it's, it's, it was exciting when you called up for Perk yesterday. Nice, Aww. excellent, man. Well, that's cool. How long have you been teaching there? This is my thirty-first year. Thirty-first year. Whoa. We're looking at a picture of you. Did you start teaching when you were nine? <laughs> no, I was broke fresh out of college, though. So, okay. Uh, wow, well, we was a long time ago. We were going through your your list of achievements and uh, started at uh, at Q Town. You went to to Quakertown High School, and uh, you were a big uh, you were a big man on campus as far as wrestling went, right? Yeah, and I was head coach of the wrestling team uh, for twenty four years, and now I'm the head football coach, and loving every minute of it. Great kids at Upper Perk, and. Awesome uh, staff. We we go through a lot at Upper Perth, but, man, we endure, and it's all because of the teachers at our school. That's wow. great. That's, that's great. That's great. And, uh, you know, you had obviously all teachers had some, uh, had some uh, pivoting to do this past year or so. Did you fare pretty well with the uh, uh, struggles that you had ahead of you? Yeah. Yeah, again, uh, we're lost. Oh, yep, yep. Staff, they, they really answer the bell with all the changing things happening and whatnot. Nice. Excellent. Well, listen, uh, the, the kids definitely appreciate what you do. They wouldn't have voted for you otherwise. And did anybody uh, reach out and tell you that they were going to be voting for you? Yeah, actually, uh, some of my former uh, wrestlers and such uh, and some former football players, they all were saying, hey, we heard it, it's going on. So they, they called in, too. So, so is nice. wrestlers... Wrestlers and football players reaching out and saying, you better vote if you know what's good for you, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, listen, as just a uh, a nice gesture from uh, the students, we're going to give you uh, uh, a nice prize pack here. We're going to give you the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, which is uh, something for you to display or use. It's up to you. We'll give you a pair of tickets to the MM Barbecue September 25th. You will sit in the coolest teacher section. We're going to fill an area with all our teachers, so you'll be amongst uh, like-minded individuals. And we'll give you a coolest teacher uh, T-shirt to wear at the show and a $25 gift card for Acme Markets. All right, Tom? That's awesome. Jane's rules. I can't wait to see that show. Oh, excellent. Jane's hey. addiction. Love yes. it. Yes. All right. Hey, rock on, Tom. Congratulations hey. to you. Tom Haunts, guys. Hey. Head coach and teacher. 
at Upper Perk, and uh, the gang love them. So yes, nice. Absolutely. We'll find out who's next from Delcy Regional High School. You have 24 hours to vote, and you do it by texting teacher to 39333, and then we're going to send a voting link to you. All right, um, let's go to the stupid question. We're going to give away a digital download of the heart-stopping thriller Locked In with Mena Suvari. And the question that I have for you this morning is a science question. Uh, the Which gas makes up over 75% of Earth's atmosphere? 215263 WMMR, right? <laughs> Not that gas. Oh. Which gas makes up over 75% of Earth's atmosphere? 215263 WMMR. Uh, I'll go through some birthdays. Not a lot, which is fine because we're running really, really late today anyway. Uh, Tuesday, May 11th. We will start with singer Eric Burden of the Animals. Great voice. Uh, man, he's 80 years old Holy today. Holy hell. Yeah, exactly. He sounded like a grizzled old blues singer when he was 18. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that was uh, that was part of the appeal of the yeah. Animals. The Animals had this kind of darker side that, they, they, that you could feel coming from them. This you know? song is... A, a perennial. It's yeah. so good. And song I love that, that Eric Burden sings on, but not with the animals, with War, is Spill the Wine. Ah, it's great. It's yeah. such a great tune. And uh, he's charismatic, cool, front guy. And, uh, yeah, like you said, just a great voice, Steve. Uh, Eric Burden turns Watch my daddy 80 years old today. Watch his uh, Martha Quinn has a birthday yes. today. Martha Quinn, one of the original MTV VJs. Nice kid. Yeah, the girl next door, uh, right? Yep. Of all the girls. She's the one I had uh, a little bit of a crush on. Yeah. You had Nina Hartley, who was uh, very sexy at the time. A little more goth. Uh, My big crush was on uh, Triple J. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. JJ Jackson. Hey, the, um, so the peace cells, uh, which is what we're playing now by Megadeth, that was one of the um, audio things that they would use. The other one where the dude was on the um, the moon. Ben, ben, yeah. ben, yes. ben, ben, is that an actual song or is that like just a jingle that was made for? I always thought it was custom for MTV. So did I. I so they would was, have the rights to it. I thought it was their theme of sorts. But, okay. uh, but that's yeah. that's a pretty iconic piece. You're right, Case. I haven't heard that. It is. Everybody. No, but, uh, oh, my MTV. Uh, Martha Quinn turned 62 years old today. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, actor from Burn Notice and Changeling, is 53. A legend. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> pretend like I know yeah, who he is. Jeffrey Donovan. I didn't look him up. I love him to death. I told you it was light on the birthday. Wearing my state. Jeffrey Donovan shirt today. And here's another uh, example of that. Jonathan Jackson. Jonathan Jackson, of course, the Jeffrey Donovan uh, of whatever <laughs> he does. <laughs> He was on Nashville. Nashville, of course. Terminator, Terminator Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> and oh. Camp Dead Nowhere. Yes. Camp of Nowhere. course. Everybody. Yes. yes. No, a legend, of course. Jonathan Jackson. Apparently won an Emmy. 39. A legend. No, he's, that's a picture of him holding an Emmy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was so, he was actually in charge of dusting them off before they went out on stage. No, I hey, Jeffrey, come over here. I got he, something. He's a several-time Emmy watcher. So okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was on General oh, Hospital. Oh, I love him. <laughs> yeah. He was on General Hospital, so maybe that's where he oh, I know this guy. got to hold an Emmy. I'm not he's sure. just like Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, he's 39 today. All right. <laughs> Wait, we'll no, see. no, you, you missed one. There's a good one. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson's birthday is today. Oh, yeah. now no, he is legit. Yeah, he uh, came by here, and he had one of the kindest things to say. Number one, he's this uh, character actor. You yeah. know him when you see him, especially in 
Oh, brother, where art thou? He played uh, Delmer. The, the He's the little guy. Yeah. But he's been in tons of movies. But um, he came in, and we were... Uh, it was for the uh, the film with... Uh, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. <sighs> yes. Stars as, as a lawyer getting this guy right. off a death row. Based on a true story. And uh, Tim was was the lone actor. We had, we had other people that were here that were, you know, the actual lawyer that the movie was about, the writer... And Tim looked kind of bored, like yep. like he didn't want to be doing a radio interview. And then we brought him in on the interview, and he was very engaged. And we got done with the interview, and he leans in and he goes, "Now I and I'll never forget this quote." He goes, "Now I don't want you to take this the wrong way." He goes, <laughs> "But that was surprisingly substantive, <laughs> meaning that he wasn't expecting us to give a real right, interview yeah. situation, right. and he was surprised because he was at a rock station and thought we were going to be a bunch of yahoos. <laughs> and then after that, he got into this really intense conversation about football with Casey. He was yeah. a really nice guy, yeah. super talented actor, so happy birthday. And then he went on and did The Watchmen to Tim Blake Nelson. Yes. Oh, that's right. He was excellent in oh, that. HBO is Tremendous. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. And it is uh, Earth's atmosphere is comprised of 75% of what gas? And I will go to Rich for the answer. Hey, Rich. Hey, how you doing? Good. Rich, what's the answer, dude? Nitrogen. You got Nitrogen. it. <laughs> Hang on a moment. Rich, we're going to give you digital download, the heart-stopping thriller, locked in, starring Mena Suvari and Costas Mandalore. Isn't he from Game of Thrones? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't doubt yes. it, Steve, uh, but I don't know the name right off the bat. And if you could look that up for me, Costas Mandalore. Uh, and a hostage must stay one step ahead of her captors in their hunt for stolen diamonds. And she has, if she has any chance to escape... Uh, you can buy or rent it uh, tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. He was in Saw Five. Uh, well, that's Game of Thrones. No, I don't see Game of Thrones. Ah, I thought he was. All right, um, he watched Game of Thrones. He watched yes, Game of Thrones. Yes, I'm sure he with, was uh, uh, Jeffrey Donovan, who <laughs> held an Emmy the yeah. entire time. They actually had a party. Had some bugles and Meisterbrow. All right, big news. Yeah, uh, more on this anyway. But Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. May have busted out of the friend zone. Yeah. The pair were spotted at the Big Sky Resort in Montana, which is right oh. near Yellowstone National Park. Gorgeous. Yeah. They're very romantic. Uh, they were spotted in the same car after with with uh, she, with Affleck driving and J-Lo riding shotgun. Did you see he was dressed as Batman? No, he wasn't. <laughs> uh, and it, you just projected that I in died. your mind. You're right. Yeah. I, why do I do that? An insider who saw them told uh, TMZ that uh, they were acting like a couple. Uh, they also flew out of uh, Montana back to L.A. together and then drove back to her home in Bel Air. This has to be like a whiplash thing for A-Rod. Like, Big time. What in the F? Uh-huh. <laughs> like that, that went from zero to 60. The source uh, said Jennifer spent several days with Ben out of town. They have a strong connection. It's all been quick and intense, but Jennifer is happy. Now, there's some. I mean, there there are indications that they are together. There's an actual. There's a graphic shot of him teabagging her in the parking lot. It's just it caught me off guard. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's on TMZ. Uh, I hope this works out. A second chance I at love. Hope this works out. I mean, think of the great movies. The first relationship yielded. <laughs> Listen, he's he's he's, he's sober. Mature. He's doing well. He's more mature. I think uh, she would be good for him. And she's matured? Yep. She yep. looks good. She's, we saw pictures of her at uh, whatever charity thing she was at on stage. She's in yep. great, he's in great shape. He's he's more self-possessed now. He's Batman. I hope this Things works out. Things have changed. And then Jennifer and Jennifer could become friends. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, Jennifer uh, Gar- uh, Garner. Garner. Yes. And, and, and uh, his Jennifer pool Lopez. boy, 
Could be uh, could be buds. Yeah, that could, uh, good things could come of this. We'll see. Tom Cruise has returned his three Golden Globe statues. I don't want them. Amid the uh, ongoing controversy surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, Cruz won the Best Actor honor in 1990 for Born on the Fourth of July. It was amazing in that. Great movie. Uh, 97 for Jerry Maguire, as well as Best Supporting Actor award in 2000 for Magnolia, which he was outstanding in. NBC announced that it would not be airing the 2022 iteration of the Golden Globes. I was devastated to hear this president because I adore award shows. Uh, the network said in a statement, we continue to believe that the uh, HFPA is committed to meaningful reform. However, a uh, change of this magnitude takes time and work, and we feel strongly that the HFPA needs time to do it right. Uh, the backlash began after an L.A. Times report uh, detailing that the organization counted zero black journalists among its then 87 members. Last week, the HFPA's membership voted to approve a proposal of reforms aimed at addressing its lack of diversity and other ethics issues. Uh, but many in Hollywood, including uh, Time's Up and Coalition of PR Films, uh, noted that the reforms do not go far enough. So how long has this been the case forever? I mean, were, were they were they at one point very diverse and it changed? Or no what's idea. the story? Like when he accepted those awards, what was the the composition of the award? I don't think it was something that was being considered at the yeah, time, yeah. Steve. I don't think that people had really looked into it. Right, you right. Know? So that's why uh, that now it's a different issue. I don't think it's see. well, they, we did it that way then. Right, it's okay yeah, yeah. now. Right. It's, it's kind of like the Times I'm up. just wondering if this is something that, this that they're known for being for all the history of the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press I don't think anybody's claiming all the history, yeah. but uh, they're saying as of now, yes. Uh, Monday's news comes after Netflix and Amazon Studios each announced that they would no longer be working with the HFPA until the organization enacted sweeping changes. Uh, Cruz, the latest Hollywood talent to express their disapproval. Scarlett Johansson, who has been nominated for four Golden Globes Awards, urged Hollywood to take a step back from the HFPA, while Golden Globe winner Mark Ruffalo recently offered a statement, now is a time to step up and right the wrongs of the past, he had said. So we'll see if anybody else gets on board or what's going on with that. I am thrilled at the possibility that there'll be one less award show this this, this season. I am thrilled with this. Please consider the other award shows as well. I can't wait to continue to not watch that award show. Uh, During an interview with Ellen, we just mentioned uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, he revealed that he plans to break his family's naming tradition when he has kids. Uh, Michael's dad's name is Michael A. Jordan. Michael explained why his son won't be named Michael C. Jordan. Uh, He said, I'm breaking that circle right there. Uh, The pressure I had to live up to my dad's name, and I'm not going to put that on my kid. Uh, He said, I'm going to give him his own identity. He's got to walk in his own shoes. So it's a it's a tradition that's lasted two generations, right? Exactly. (laughs) But I I think you don't want to buck the system. Two whole generations. But I think it was expected to be carried on. I got you. Yeah. Uh, so although Michael hasn't revealed when he'd want to have kids, he said that uh, his one-year-old nephew Lennox has distracted his family from asking when he'll have kids of his own. It's Lennox B. Lewis. <laughs> uh, he told Ellen that uh, he bought some, bought me some time. Lennox definitely <laughs> gave me a break right there. So. There was a basketball player at uh, UPenn a few years ago whose name was Michael Jordan. He was a basketball player at the University of Pennsylvania, yeah. and his name was Michael Jordan. You know, I like I, I can't even imagine what it must be like to have that name at all, ever. You just have to change it. Right. You're, 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 just, you're just setting yourself up for so much misery. Yep. Unless you are that effing good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, unless you're the greatest in the world at whatever yeah, you do. Greatest than the greatest in the world. Yeah. Uh, John Mulaney and his artist wife of six years, Anna Marie Tendler, are divorcing following his stay in rehab. 
Uh, sources said that uh, Mulaney, who checked himself into rehab for 60 days late last year after struggling with alcohol and drug abuse, asked for a divorce from her three months ago. A spokesman for Mulaney confirmed the divorce and added that John will not have any further, further comment as he continues to focus on his recovery and getting back to work. Uh, Tendler, an artist who works across many mediums and is a master's candidate at NYU's Costume Studies program, added through her spokesperson, I am heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. Normally, you don't hear a statement like that. No, I'm heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. So it's clearly his full thing. He comes through rehab, and I guess he decides um, this isn't for me. Yeah, in February, he had exited that program and entered outpatient care. Then earlier this month, Mulaney announced his first set of tour dates after spending time in rehab. Uh, The former Saturday Night Live writer has been vocal about his struggle with substances in the past. He often discusses his sobriety and the issues that led up to it in his stand-up sets and in interviews. Uh, His decision to go to rehab initially was met with a wave of support uh, from fans and fellow comedians. However, some fans noticed that around that same time, Tendler went silent on social media. Her Instagram account now solely focuses on her art. Uh, They, the two of them, whom the... the, uh, stars often fondly referenced in his stand-up shows, uh, uh, Tendler, uh, reportedly met in uh, the late 2000s during a group trip to Martha's Vineyard. They were married in 2014 by friend and fellow comedian Dan Levy. Well, um, he had, there's a bit that was um, dealing with marriage that was sent over of him talking. It's, it's a funny bit. If you've ever seen him do it, it's about uh, why, <laughs> why buy the cow. All right. Uh, here we go. I talked to a lot of people before I got engaged, you know, and I heard this expression about whether or not you should get married. This is an old expression. People say this. They say, uh, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? You ever heard that before? You know what that expression means? It means why would you marry a woman if she's already having sex with you? Which has nothing to do with what relationships are even like anymore. Now it's like, why buy the cow, question mark? Uh, maybe because... Every day the cow asks you when you're going to buy it, and you live in a really small apartment with the cow, so you can't avoid that question at all. Why buy the cow, question mark? Maybe because every time another cow gets bought, you have to go to the sale, and... You have to sit next to your cow at the sale, and your cow looks over at you the entire time like, and does not enjoy the sale at all. (laughs) That's great. All right. Well, they are apparently heading down the path of divorce, so we'll see what goes on with that. ABC has renewed its flagship drama, Grey's Anatomy, for a record 18th season. Uh, after star and executive producer Ellen Pompeo managed to uh, ink a rich new deal. Uh, financial terms were not disclosed, but insider tell Hollywood reporter she managed another salary bump. She remains the highest paid actress in a primetime drama show on broadcast television. <laughs> oh, good for her. I thought they were there. I thought they were killing her off last season. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember there being rumors of that. In 2017, she signed a deal giving her a $20 million deal. If they get rid of her, I'm not watching that show anymore or ever or ever have. <laughs> uh, Chandra Wilson and James Pickens Jr. have also closed new deals to return to season 18. Uh, Gray spinoff, Station 19, is also set to return uh, for season 5. So, I love that show. Uh, what's that? Station 19. Yeah, do you? I have no, you don't. loved not watching <laughs> that since the it. beginning. 
Melissa McCarthy is sharing insight into what's going on in her and our minds. The bridesmaid alum found a letter that she wrote to herself many years ago, and she shared it with the world. Uh, apparently, she had written in a message to herself to me. Dear in, Two Chains. Uh, she wrote, in 10 years, you will not remember his name. Hmm. Uh, other tokens of wisdom included, it's okay to cry it out. Uh, for the love of God, buy both pairs of shoes. <laughs> uh, this one said, please listen to that little voice inside your head. She also wrote, a walk of shame can be character building. <laughs> also, call mom and also just eat the damn cookie. Uh, she and ladies wrote, can do upper deckers. She concluded with, uh, go all in, you'll never get today back. I like this little sort of thing. I, I exercise? I, well, yes. Uh, I, there are a little piece of wisdom I try to impart to people throughout the life. Well, one of my favorites to go to is if you were to jump five years into the future in your life right now, you'd be stunned at where things are and how things have changed. <clears throat> and and you, you can never fully plan on what's going to happen to you. So sometimes just remember to be fluid. Yep, yep, exactly. And take those upper deckers. Uh, I was bummed to see this, Steve. Uh, Fox has uh, started making decisions about uh, bubble dramas. The network has canceled Prodigal Son. I hate this. I know. I hate, again, I like that show. both you and I, my wife, your wife, Yep. we swing. No, we watch this show, and uh, and the cast is solid. It's engaging. I don't get this. Uh, the series is a co-production between Warner Brothers Television and Fox Entertainment and hailed from super producer Greg Berlanti. Uh, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that the network was a fan of the show's creati- creative, but ultimately uh, the drama starring Michael Sheen, Tom Payne, and Bellamy Young never caught on with viewers. Uh, the network attempted to court eyeballs with stunning casting, stunt casting this season, enlisting Catherine Zeta-Jones for a heavily recurring role that did little to move, to move their ratings needle. So they, were, they weren't getting what they wanted out of it. So this show came on in the same season. <clears throat> Another show, I don't know why I'm gerbing all this morning, mm-hmm. but a show called Evil on CBS, which I loved, Preston. Mm-hmm. So, so take sort of the prodigal son meets X-Files. And it was great. They supposedly renewed it. It was supposedly a hit. I have not heard word one about a second season on the show. It just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, Fox on Monday announced its first live action pickup for the 2021-22 season with the second renewal for Call Me Cat, uh, which is oh, Mind it, Bialik's uh, show, I believe. It, it's not very good. Uh, the <laughs> network has already renewed the bulk of its animation roster with Bob's Burgers, Duncanville, Family Guy, The Great North, and The Simpsons all set to return. Uh, remaining on the bubble at Fox are nine one one and its Lone Star spinoff, uh, and The Resident. All three shows are produced by Disney-owned Twentieth Television. Do you know what shows seem absolutely indestructible? Are your CSIs? Yeah. Are your yeah. you know all those? They, all the Chicago Mines. right, Chicago Fire, Chicago Police, Chicago Postal Service. That's all. Station Nineteen one. You know, like the, the oh, shows that's my been, favorite. You know, I know, and Grey's Anatomy. That's now nineteen seasons or whatever. Like they just insane. keep going. Yeah. Station Nineteen. Never even heard of that show. Yeah, me either. I, what about I never even 54? saw Station Eighteen. Car Fifty Four was great. All right, one, uh, two more quick stories. Uh, fans are getting a peek at the much-awaited Venom sequel. I watched it. It was very good, the trailer. In the trailer, crazed serial killer Cletus, who's played by Woody Harrelson, survived, survives a lethal injection, and he and uh, Tom Hardy, who's Eddie, uh, end up in an epic battle. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage will be released in September of this year, September 24th, day before the MM barbecue. You know who the uh, director is? Is uh, Andy Serkis. 
No way. Yeah. He's directing that. Yeah. Nice. I will tell you this. Uh, they are taking a much more um, comical approach. Watch the trailer. And you're going to see it's uh, they're almost a comedy duo. Okay, so this yeah. is in the Marvel universe. Or? This is in the Marvel universe. Okay, and, and in the same world as the current Spider-Man universe that we supposedly. All right, supposedly. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch Venom. I, I watched a part of it, and I was like, no, no. It's, it's one not of the great. few. It's one of the few ones I bailed on. Yeah. All right, and then one last story: Mrs. Doubtfire will return to Broadway with uh, previews on October 21st at the Stephen Sondheim uh, Theater. And an official opening night on December 5th. Uh, the adaptation of the Robin Williams hit movie played three performances in 2020 before COVID shutdown. So they're going to bring it back and, and <laughs> try to get it going. Hanging out backstage. Rob McClure takes on the title role, by the way. All right, we are ready for clips. After escaping a Georgia plantation, Cora seeks true freedom while being hunted by a slave catcher in the new series, The Underground Railroad. In this clip, director Barry Jenkins explains why he chose to base this series off of a novel. You know, I'd always wanted to make something that dealt with uh, this time period, but wasn't sure what would be the right vessel for me to take on those themes. When I read Colson's book for the first time, I thought, okay, this is the place. This is where I can channel this energy. Yeah, yeah, big whoop. No one cares. Uh, The Underground Railroad will be available on Amazon this Friday. Here's the next clip. As Zack Snyder prepares the world for the zombie apocalypse with Army of the Dead, fans are still hung up on restoring the Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. Here is Zack's latest response to the fan movement. Warner Brothers has been aggressively um, <laughs> uh, anti-Snyder, if you will. But I would also say that um, the fan movement is so strong, and I really have huge respect for it. I, I would, I would hope that you know. Cooler heads would prevail with with them, and that you know they would see that there's this massive fandom that wants more of that. But who knows what they'll do? Yeah! Army of the Dead is coming to Netflix, and that will be on May 21st. So that'll be here soon. And there you go. That's your entertainment report for today. We have a lot going on today. We got plenty of money to uh, have you take a shot at winning as our final week of the President Steve Money Clip plays out. So 8 a.m. your first chance. Uh, we're also going to have on the program uh, author Mitch Album, and we will also have Sam and Josh of Greta Van Fleet joining us this morning. Uh, we have a special little thing that's going to take place with Pierre at the end of our show today, and Bill Weston will be here for that. We'll get to that a little later on. And our friends from Annie Ann's are bringing by some goodies. That's we'll wonderful. win some stuff, I believe. I'll yeah, double check hope. on that in a little bit. Um, and we have chosen the next coolest teacher school. It is Delcy Regional High School in Franklinville, New Jersey. If you are an attendee there, you need to text word teacher to 39333 so we can send you the voting link and you can let us know who should win that award. We gave one away to Tom Haunts earlier this morning from Ucker, Upper, not Ucker, Upper Perkyoman High School. Uh, so who's going to be next? You get to decide. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Why are you calling, Wanda? 93.3 WMMR presents... Because I won five! Oh, shut up! Preston and 
Steve's Money Clips. Wanda, you're our money winner? Yes, I am, baby. You're shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your money clip. You won $500? Yes. <laughs> I am excited. Up to seven times a day, weekdays. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Can I get some ice cream and dessert with you? Oh, you definitely can. <laughs> Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. Smooches! All right. 93.3 WMMR. Man, y'all rock, brother, man. Love y'all guys. All right. Congratulations, Drake. Yeah. That is so cool. Everything that rocks. Real quick, a uh, shout-out email that I got from uh, Heather Baranowski. Uh, She says, Gadzooks, we did it. Uh, And I think that's a reference to Nick's uh, They Did It. But she says, good morning to all of you. Uh, I wanted to share an interesting fact about this 2021 class of seniors at Penridge High School in Bucks County. And apparently she says, we have 13 sets of graduating twins wow. in 2021. Wow. Holy hell. All of them in that same class. Hmm. 13 sets of twins that are graduating this year. And she says, I am a parent to one of those sets of twins. Is there some sort of low-level radiation leak in that area? No, mm. you know what? They did um, a, actually a news story on Dennis's school a few years ago. He had 17 sets. Yeah, 17 sets? Yeah. That was the over, the school overall, right? Jesus. No, it was graduating That was the graduating senior, class? It was a graduating class. And we they had... went through like all of the schools that they were all going to. And like it was pretty amazing. We wow. had one yeah. set of twins for all... In high school, for yes, one Steve. set. Yeah, we had two. Yeah, that was it. The the Seidel brothers and the Lampros girls. That was it. <laughs> the Lampros girls were hot. They were, they were gorgeous. With the Lampros triplets. Hey. But you know what? Uh, if you have one set of twins, uh, the mother is forty percent more likely to have a second set is that her, right? during her second pregnancy. Huh? Wow. Uh, she says, "I'd love to give these seniors." She says a shout out, but we're doing a shout no, out on MMR. It as well as their parents and teachers who have been with these twins and to their fellow graduating classmates. So here's a shout-out to you guys. You got to do two, right? I mean, yeah, you, you have know. to. Yeah, yeah. I guess so, you're right, yeah. Uh, thank you, Heather. I thought that was an interesting stat. That's a mind-blower. 13 sets of graduating twins. That would... That would be pretty damn confusing, especially if you're talking identical twins. Do you know it'd be more impressive? One hundred sets of quintuplets. Yes. Yeah. That'd be pretty but impressive. Probably less likely. Yeah. No, I mean that wow. that boggles the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, well, congratulations uh, to everybody uh, getting ready for graduation. By the way, coolest teacher of the year. We chose at uh, Delcy Regional High School in Franklinville, New Jersey. This morning is our next one. We had. Uh, Mr. Tom Hontz, uh, who is the winner from Upper Perk. So if you go to Delcy, make sure you text the word teacher to 39333, and then you get to vote. And then one other quick thing, and we'll dive into some stuff to talk about. But uh, do you remember the uh, the Steve Morrison jingle? Yes. Uh, well, is there a new one? There's a new one. Not me, though, right? No, it's from the same guy, Matt Phillips, who wrote this one. And I will, uh, I'll just play it. All and right. You'll get to find out who it's about, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. Bill Weston is the man with the station in his hands, and he doesn't give a damn if you're Izzy Rock or Glam, Bill Weston. <laughs> I got a station to run. Bill Weston is the man with the station in his hands, and he doesn't give a damn if you're Izzy Rock or Glam, Bill Weston. I got a station to run. I love the 
the I got a station to run I, part in I'm there. I'm missing awesome. one lyric. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't uh, give a damn with the station in his hand and something about grammar. I can't tell either. Yeah, and he doesn't. Hang on, let me back it up. We I need to watch out now. If you're any rocker plan, plan? I don't know. In a clan of, of rockers, people who are in actual rocker clans. Clan. Yeah. Bill Weston is the man with the station in his hand, and he doesn't give a damn if you're in the rocker plant, Bill Weston. No, I don't know. I'm missing that one. Into rock station to run. Hey, maybe he does again. Yeah, I'm not sure. Bill Weston rocks anymore. <laughs> I love it. Into rock or glam? Oh, that might be it. Into rock or glam. Hang on. We gotta go from the beginning. Bill Weston is the man. <laughs> In a rocker I hear glam. Glam. rocker glam. I, That's I think what I you're hear. right, Nick. Because Bill is such a such a glam guy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's poetic license. Yeah. <laughs> I got a station to run. Bill Weston is the man with the station in his hand, and he doesn't give a damn if you're in the rocker glam, Bill Weston. I don't know. What'd you say? I said I, indie rock or glam. That, I heard of that indie last. Indie rock or glam. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. If you're indie. Station in his hands and he doesn't give a damn. If you're indie rock or glam, Bill Weston. I think that's rock it. Or indie glam. rock or glam. If you're indie rocky well, I glam. I love glam. Yeah, love glam. <laughs> Larry Glitter, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're indie rocky glam yes. is what he says. Okay. Uh, I so, still love it. Thank you, Matt. Uh, we appreciate that. And listen, I would like to encourage anybody... Who has musical talent? Yeah. Who wants to put together short, nothing longer than a minute? Do our job for us, please. Or maybe even thirty seconds. No, we can't do it. Yes, That's not part of. It. We can't do that. We can't we, do that. We don't write music. Uh, but just for fun, if you wanna, if you wanna show your musical love for us, send them to us. I'd love to hear that. I'd love you, that stuff. You just said we don't write music. Did you ever write a song for the image? No, Mm-mm. I wrote some lyrics. Yeah, uh, but I did not write uh, melody and uh, any of that stuff. I didn't write chord changers and melody. No, I'm, I'm not any good at that. Okay. I'll give you your rhythm. That's it. And then my lyrics were stupid. So. Could you write a drum ballad for us? I could write a drum ballad <laughs> for you. How about that? Uh, so anyhow, yeah, if, if you have that ability, that'd be kind of fun. And by the way, uh, keep in mind, we also have out there, use your power washer. Uh, oh, yeah. to do oh, what's art, Preston and Steve artwork. We got one. That's so enough. Yeah, that's you enough, win. Right? I only mention <laughs> he, it. He wins? I only mention it one time. No, it's not it's a, not contest. a contest. I know, but you win in our heart. It's, it's just creativity. We just want to see your creativity. But, uh, you know, do some artwork uh, with uh, Preston and Steve involved with your power washer. Somebody was up there who did agree with indie rocker glam. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, there's a couple of them that called up. Okay. So, anyway, you know what? I'll hear from Matt himself. But thank you for your contributions, and we appreciate it, uh, <laughs> you getting in touch. But if, if you write a little piece of music, send it to me. Uh, I'd love to hear it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a, it's not a game, uh, we're going to play a conversation called Stack O Topics. <laughs> Stack O Topics. <laughs> so I have a, I have a, uh, I, I took some scrap paper and from time to time I'll jot down something I think would be worth talking about and for one reason or another we never really get back to it so I just, I pile them up and I put them in a stack. And it's the Stack O Topics. Hearing this game show music, I'm sorry, um, Stacko, is that your name for this? Sure. Okay. Uh, I sent you guys video 
Vanna White on the uh, Price is Right. Did you guys see that? Nope. No, because okay. I had to jump through a hoop that I didn't feel like jumping through. Oh, all yeah. right. All right. That's yeah. a little long time ago. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. pretty wild. It's her is like pressing like 18 years old on right. the Price is Right. She and, comes running down the aisle. <laughs> and Bob Barker is so leery. So it's not leery, so creepy yeah. with her. We'll have to get the audio to play it, but I was wondering if you guys got it. Uh, yeah, I have not looked at it. All yet. right, all right. But Sorry, I, I do have the topics here, and who would like to choose? Anybody want to? I was terrible at it. Bro. All right, let's let uh, maybe Kathy do it. Yeah, Kathy has a good touch. All right, I'm going to shuffle those delicate the... French manicured fingers. <laughs> now this may go somewhere, and it may not go anywhere. Well, we could decide immediately if we like it or not, and have her pull again. All right. Are you contagious, by the way? Anything yeah, on your fingers? or no, okay. no, She's got a bit of the leprosy. She's got something going on. All right, hang on. Let me fan these out. All right. Now, we've never met before, right? All right. Kathy, what does the topic read? I can tell you look confused. Oh, uh, what do you beat up to fix? Ah, okay. Like uh-uh. kicking the vending machine to get your... What do you beat up to fix? So in my house, it was standard procedure. We had this black and white television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was, it was, you know, it was, you know how they made them back then? They were like, like a, rocks. Yeah, like rocks. Absolutely. And so when the, when the signal would start to get bad. Yeah. The mm-hmm. common thing to do was just to beat the crap out of the actual television. We would slap the side of it. Uh-huh. Bam, bam, bam. And sometimes it would clear the picture up. We had an Admiral 19-inch black and white set. Right. Right? This is a quartz tuner, Preston, with a <laughs> clank, 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 old-style deal. It, and I'm not talking about, like, open hand, like, closed fist punching on punching the side it. of the TV set. <laughs> and, and then the image would come back in. Yeah. Now, that... It's the law of diminishing returns. Eventually, it goes and reports you to the police. But, yeah. If, but yeah, it was the way you fixed it. Yeah. You know? And I can't imagine what hitting something would do. It's not good. To fix it. Or stuff today. Could you imagine p- closed fist punching like a, like a high-end OLED TV? Oh, my God. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They started hitting that thing. Or your phone. You know, start slamming it on the table to fix it. You yeah. guys have worked with me for years. And you know, you've heard me punch equipment, right? No, I, yeah. never. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were punching your desk last week. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that usually works, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, it makes me feel good. Yeah. I had a, an old 89 Buick Skylark that when it was on its last legs, I, I didn't know how to do this, but uh, it, I was at my ex-girlfriend's house and uh, and the car broke down and I was three hours away from home. And so apparently her friend's boyfriend was like some sort of mechanic and he came over and all he did is he had like a giant wrench <laughs> and he went underneath the hood <laughs> and I just hear him. Boom, 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 boom. And he, it started, it started, and he said, whatever you do, do not stop. Do not (laughs) shut it off. Don't shut it off. Don't shut it off. Do not, and and I couldn't, like, I couldn't make any sudden stops. Like, it all had to be (laughs) gradual stops. I had, so that same sort of thing worked with, I was my, it was my first car. It was a Bonneville. I mean, eight miles long, this car. But I remember going under the hood, Preston, and taking a wrench and clang, clang, clang. Now, I think what happens is that works under the old premise that, uh, like, the old things like the solenoid or whatever, maybe something's not touching quite right and you jar it and you knock it back yeah. in place. That was the whole idea behind the TV. There was something right. loose something in there. Something loose. Something yeah. loose. You got to move it <laughs> Where it was just, like, what? very prehistoric stuff, like, you know, two wires to the speaker that was built. It just... 
And if you beat it up, it would work. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. If there's something you currently beat up or used to beat up to quote-unquote fix it. A lot of people are, are texting in this thing called percussive maintenance and saying that it's a legit repair method. Stop that it. That there's actual science to back up that, Steve, that like the punching of the TV has... There's there's merit to it. So that's a legitimate... Well, Preston, we should go into business. We should yeah, right. just show yeah. up a sledgehammer. MMA and... appliance repair. Steve, I'm not kidding. In fact, NASA says... it's NASA <laughs> yeah. says it's been using this... It used it during the Apollo 12 mission when one of the cameras stopped working. Astronauts just oh. hit it with a hammer. Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> I, I, his name was Bean. Okay. Uh, I remember the story about it. They had him. They had a camera that was going to show shots of the outside, and they literally told him to take the mallet and start hitting with the top of it. Wow. To try and fix it. Uh, so it's it goes back. You guys what? are scientists. It's amazing what we know and didn't know we knew. People were texting. I saw a lot of uh, texts come in saying about the old Nintendo system. Yes, yes, yes. for sure. Oh, but that's one you would hit. Yeah. Or, or not even that. You'd take the cartridges out and go. Yeah, or those would be blowing, blow right? The yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then bang on the top. Right. That was and a then blow up the house. standard maneuver. Uh, I'm going to go to some calls. I have Adam on the line. Hey, Adam, good morning. Hey, what's up? Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, man. All right, so do us a favor. Is there something you currently use this percussive maintenance on, or is this old school? Absolutely. We call it a technical tap. Okay. So one day I went to close my microwave to use it, and the light wouldn't go off. And I kept trying over and over again, and it just wouldn't work, so I just slammed it closed, and it went off. So we used the microwave, and it would happen every now and then. Now it's at the point where pretty much every time we close our microwave, you have to close the door and then punch the door at least twice. The light goes off, and you can use the microwave normally. <laughs> All right. Okay. I could see you leaving notes for friends that, that are step, stopping by the house and staying there. Be sure to punch the microwave twice uh, before you set it. Oh, well, We're just going to leave a big target on it for now. I love it. Thanks, man. We, we used to have that. Yeah, we used to have an old... The, when the first microwaves came out, the first residential mic, or at least to my reckoning, big ones, Panasonic, Preston, yeah. you could cook, you could microwave an entire turkey in this mm-hmm. thing. It was huge. The amount of radiation that would seep out, you'd start to see plants wilt and the cat would grow. And it was, I mean, they just bombarding us with radiation. But <laughs> yeah. it was one of those things where to close it and lock it so that the microwave mechanism would engage and know it was safe to run without the door open. Yeah. You had to slam that goddamn thing. Could you imagine taking a common, like a yeah. current microwave and slamming the door no. on it? No. Yeah. It would just, it, it would absolutely it would shatter. shatter. Yeah. yeah. But remember, like, if you made microwave popcorn back in the day, nothing less than five minutes would do. Like, but now... Not, not, not with this one. <laughs> in case my father first, when we first tried it out, I'm going to bake a potato. Oh, jeez. He put it in for about 20 minutes on yeah. high and pulled out a perfectly cut diamond. Right, right. I'm going to go next to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, guys, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, what do you beat up to fix? Uh, so I had a Jeep that I got when I was 16 years old, and I had it for 20 years, and I had to um, punch the steering column to get the gauge cluster to work. <laughs> Um, because every time you hit a speed bump, the entire gauge cluster would disconnect from the connector in the back. So, oh, so no speedometer, not nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. No, oh. no check engine light. Every, the entire thing was one connector and would just disconnect every time you hit a speed bump. Uh, wow. Joe, I love those stories with cars and the. Uh, so it's it's sort of a subtopic to this, but like it goes to Kathy's 
Thanks. The doorbell. signal that was a doorbell, yeah. right? No, brake lights. A brake lights. Right? When I had stepped on the brake, my dad <laughs> right. rigged it up so I'd have to hit the old school doorbell yes. and hold it down until it started yeah. to go again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Drive Your brake light is only able to be operated by the use of a doorbell. I will go to Brandon next. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Brandon? Uh, so I've got a washing machine that whenever it switches cycles, for some reason, it just shuts off. And the first time my girlfriend noticed it do this, I walked over and jokingly fonzied the lid. And, you know, I hit it to get it to yeah. go, and it and it turns back on immediately. <laughs> and, and it shuts off every time when it gets to this cycle. And over time, as we've been hitting the lid and it's getting bent worse out of shape, you have to hit it more and increasingly hard. But we could still get it to work, so we're not replacing it. I have. So we have the. We're waiting. We're begging for a washing machine that we're that we when we moved into the house, it was there. We're begging for it to die because it's just. But it, it holds on. <laughs> right. And so I will literally go in as it's running and and I'll take it like, come 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 come, then it'll start running normally again and I'm like. Really? We'll die already! Die! See, there's that scene in uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. She's out on the front porch right. washing her, and the washing machine kind of dies. She gets up and just starts kicking the thing, just <laughs> kicking it, kicking it, and eventually it comes yeah. back on. Sometimes those maintenance, uh, the little maintenance is, is a kick to it. Here's a text. I assume they're talking about an aircraft. It says, we had two spots in Dash 8 and Embraer 145 in the cockpit to get the backlighting oh my God. Uh, to come back on, you would have to tap it in spots. So you've seen that before on gauges where yeah. you have to, like, tap on it a I've little bit? I've uh, Old VU meters that, mm-hmm. Preston, you know, like on tape decks. Yeah, the needle can get yep. stuck. Yeah. Uh, I'll go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning at Godzilla. Good morning at Godzilla. <laughs> What's up, bud? <laughs> Hey guys, that's a long time listener. First time uh, call for me. Oh, nice. To get through to you guys. Awesome. <laughs> well, you made it, sir. What do you want to tell us that you beat up the fix? Um, so one of my old cars, one of the headlights used to go out all the time. And normally, when you have a bulb go out, it just you know it dies all at once. That's it. But it would come on and off all the time. So I used to anytime I stopped somewhere, if I had to drive at night, as I was getting out of the car, I would just give it a good whack, get back in, and do it over again. It, it was like a daily, daily routine for me and i just put off replacing it for so long and that's what you do you you, yes. you you put off replacing it and you're like why don't i just get this fixed but it's and for some reason you almost become resolute in not getting it fixed because this is your thing you've 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 patched it now by your reckoning and and then when you finally fix it you say why did i wait so long to get this done totally yeah yeah Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you getting Thanks, through, man. Do you have, I, and uh, I do the same thing, Steve. There, there's a uh, there's a closet door, and I go into it a fair amount. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's a closet. When you open the door, there's a it's, it's an old school light bulb hanging on the wall, and you pull the cord, and it comes on. And it comes on, then it flickers and goes off. And I got to sit there and like rattle it around. Yeah, and so on. yeah. I've been doing that forever for a couple of years. Right. <laughs> Why do I not just replace the light bulb? Because it, it works. You, I, your, right? me- your method works. Uh, my remote stupid. upstairs on my TV has been telling me that the batteries need to be replaced <laughs> for about know. seven months. <laughs> you can when I hit the remote, you hear. Steve, <laughs> I have a, my router in the basement. The battery has needed yeah. to be replaced for a year and a yeah, half, yeah. and it beeps once a day to remind me of that. And I have to go down and I hit the button, but it's just one of those things. Where I'm like, all right, I'll, all right, I'll get around to it eventually. Nick, you brought up something, and this is maybe tangential to this, and maybe you guys can all commiserate with this. So we have the house, multiple fire, you know, alarm, smoke detectors. Beep. Beep. In the house, it's echoing around all, 
Which one is it? Yep. Boop. Yeah, you got to play the game. And yeah. I'm in the hallway, yeah. like like <laughs> with with a ladder under my. Yep. Yeah. Like, not that one. No. Nope. <laughs> and and it, it ricochets around the house. Could you include some sort of light that goes <laughs> s- static when when for to let you know you have to stand under each goddamn smoke detector. Yep. Boop. And you have high ceilings, right? I do. Mm-hmm. It's like I annoying. said, annoying. You got to play the game. You got to play <laughs> the sucks. game. It sucks. It's your it's your house messing <laughs> with you. I'm gonna go next to Jason. Hey, Jason. Good morning. Jason. Oh, no, it's Jill. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. Hey, Jill. Hi. Good morning. First time, long time. Hey, oh. welcome, Jill. I'm All right. so excited. Excellent. Well, listen, you got a story. You beat something up to fix it, right? I did. My previous car was um, a Chevy Cobalt, and the driver's side speaker went out. And I don't know if you know this, but all of your alarms and your turn signal sounds come from your driver's side speaker. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't hear my turn signal work few years so i had to start punching my car door and every now and again i would get my turn signal sound back and now i listen to you guys every morning so anytime i hear something good i'm like i'm only hearing half of the show right because i'm getting all of my sound out of my right speaker so i'm either punching it with the hand that's not holding the steering wheel or i'm kneeing it with the side of my knee and would it, my would, it inter- would it intermittently come on Every now and again, if I was lucky, I occasionally got used to it. Well, I got this car that I'm driving now last February, and when I started driving, I'm like, that's what a turn signal sounds like? <laughs> nice. You forget. If I'm, listening, if I'm listening to any song, I'm like, I didn't know that part of the song existed. Oh, that's funny. My, oh, my yeah. God. That's great. Thanks, my fa- Jill. My favorite intermittent sound thing, Preston, is Casey's horn story. Oh, about, my God. About <clears throat> it being, so you had, what was the car? <laughs> It was a Buick Skylark. It was the same one. Same one. Yeah. Um, But it would. It went. (laughs) I got mad at my car once, and I punched the steering wheel, and then so I. Afterwards, uh, the the horn stuck, (laughs) and it would randomly. It it would just randomly. And dude, by the way, this is an '80s. This is an '80s Buick, right? This is no like. This is a. Honk, honk, kind of horn, you know, yeah. and uh, and just it would periodically chirp, yeah, like like your smoke detector, yeah. burp, burp. but it also <laughs> it also would just periodically just go up, and I had to. I got up for work one morning. We were leaving, what, 4.30, 5 yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I opened the car door. <laughs> and I couldn't get it to stop. <laughs> and I had just, I peeled it out of there, out of my neighborhood. You just drove it out of the yeah, blast so my neighbor's just here. <laughs> it's a Doppler effect. Drive away. And was it all the way to work? It eventually probably stopped maybe two or three blocks away. So <clears throat> how I got it to stop, though, Kathy, is I was uh, at H&R Block getting my taxes done. And the the horns started chirping, 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 and then it just started going off. Yeah. And the guy goes, what is that? And I stood up. I go, that is what you get for punching your steering wheel. So I got out. I got up. I walked out of H&R Block. I opened my car door, and I ripped the horn out of the steering wheel. And then that was it. I did, it. it didn't fixed chirp it. anymore. Fix it. it. I'm going to go to Justin. Hey, Justin, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, what do you beat up the fix? 
I had a 2003 uh, S10 Blazer that uh, occasionally the four-wheel drive would go out at the worst time, usually when it was snowing. And I found out through a little uh, homework online that you basically just bang on this uh, box that was on the passenger side floor in the front, and like magic would work every time. So you would bang on this box on the floor, yeah. and and it would engage. And you found that out like that was that was a standard uh, uh, defect yeah. in the model. Yeah, I guess it was a common uh, problem. And uh, yeah, you just uh, bang on this uh, like a controller or whatever. Legitimately, yeah. legitimate procedure to to bang on it to make it work. Uh, that's yeah. uh, that's bizarre. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if it was from the dealer, but uh, found it on YouTube, and yeah, there nothing you go. works. Wow. All right, thanks, Justin. Casey's horn story reminded me when I, I so I had uh, it may have been the Bonneville again, which I'd yielded many stories. Uh, the the horn configuration, the the, mecha- the mechanism case, totally screwed up. Sorry to take it off. I literally had taped. So the two wires you'd connect to make the horn hum. Yes. Yeah. I, I taped one wire <laughs> to the steering wheel with the exposed wire, and then the other one was hanging loose. So I just reach over and touch the wire. No, <laughs> that's how you. Hunt. That's how I hunt the horn. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go next to Dan. Hey Dan, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. All right, what do you beat up to fix? So uh, about five months ago, I just got a new dishwasher. I'm pretty handy. Installed it myself. Everything worked great. Well, the next day I went to go turn on the garbage disposal and it wasn't working. And I was kind of mad. And I slammed the dishwasher shut, said a few curse words, and the garbage disposal came on. <laughs> there so you now, go. So now every time you go to use the garbage disposal, you flip the switch on. It doesn't come on. When you slam the dishwasher, <laughs> it comes on. So obviously I have to pull out the dishwasher. <laughs> they re- oh, it's where the junction box where it's connected. They're all they're both wire nutted together. Something's pulling on something, but uh, yeah, until I pull it out and redo it, I gotta slam the dishwasher <laughs> shut for my garbage. That's shut. the best, you know, man. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I love so how that stuff I'm works. Drag, yeah. Dragging my feet on that one. Yeah. Do you know what what <laughs> um, Thanks, this this therapy also works for? And you'll probably back this up, Preston. Any two stroke engine, like a, a lawnmower engine, mm-hmm. snowblower engine, clank. You, you can get it to, to start. hit it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I haven't had that work on me yet, but I love it. Uh, let's go next to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Yes, I have a radio station that doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. What's up, bud? Hey, uh, no, I have a, uh, a an oven that, you know, when you preheat an oven for bait, the bottom coils come on. Well, of course, Thanksgiving Day, turn it on, the top coils come on. <laughs> Don't, don't turn off. Don't turn off. All of a sudden, I get an error message. Can't cook my turkey on Thanksgiving Day, wow. so I have to put it in the barbecue. And luckily for me, Kathy, pay attention. Okay. It came out very moist. Uh, <laughs> nice. So what, what do you do to fix it? Anything? Oh, I smacked it because it it's the circuit board inside the, yes. the, the uh, thing. So, you know, you get a little dust in there or, you know, those... Japanese parts don't work forever. Yeah, no, it's true. A lot of the circuit boards wow. and stuff like that, Thanks. when you get dust on it, and just, you know, again, though, with the intricacy of the stuff and, you know, the, the equipment that we use these days, uh, I'm a lot more reticent to do a closed fist punch on a piece of tech. I'll go next to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, buddy. Talking about things you have to beat up in order to fix. What do you got? All right, I got three things. I drive a 2012 Ford Transit. First, I have to punch... Literally punch the radio to get it to work. Okay. Second one, my right headlight. I have to kick the side of the van every morning. To get the on. Every morning. Okay. This is a work truck, by the way. Yes, of course. Yeah. And and the third thing is the craziest. When I use my windshield wipers, 
soon as, it, as soon as they swipe, my it says my passenger door opens. So what? I have to get out and slam what? my passenger door to get that to turn on. When you off. turn your windshield wipers on, <laughs> the passenger door opens? It's crazy. It's no, it crazy, says right? it's open. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I thought when you turned his wipers on, the door opened. I was like, that's probably oh, no, a, yeah. no, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> no, that's a weird on, thing. And then if the door open light comes on, then you're going to get the seatbelt. Uh, th- you know, there's going to yeah, be yeah. a warning that tells you your door's open <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. Wow. I thought, man, if you turn on your, ra- during a rainstorm, Thanks, your Mike. passenger door opens, that's going to be a problem. By the way, I didn't know that the other caller had said that I'd never thought about that. The the charms, the, the, uh, the, the not the charms, but the, uh, the chimes and the alerts and so on in your car. I never really gave it one second thought as to where those sounds are coming from. And she Hmm. said they were coming out of the driver's side speaker. So signals, uh, any kind of chimes and things like that are are emanating from your speaker system. I didn't know. That's interesting. Yeah. uh, For some reason, I thought that would be an isolated speaker unto itself. So that the stereo system went down, you would be able to hear necessary chimes, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, let me go to... Let's go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning, guys. Stop thinking of clowns! <laughs> <laughs> well done. What's happening, Joe? What do, you, what do you have to beat up the fix? Well, I used to be stationed on submarines, and I had a shipmate by the name of Sack Marshall, and that was his real name. All right. Sack so Marshall? Sack, S-A-C, Marshall. Okay. All right. I think his parents must have hated him. <laughs> anyway, we had an expensive piece of navigation equipment that was hanging up in the ceilings that had the uh, gyroscopes and accelerometers for sensing the submarine's motion underwater. Okay. And on the bottom of this case was a huge sign that said, do not strike or hit. <laughs> the original one broke, and Shaq took 36 hours to replace that. And then had to wait another hour, eight hours, for this thing to get, spin up speed to go into a navigate mode. Okay. And it did. Finally, after all those hours, it went into navigate for about 30 seconds. And then there was a little boop, and the navigate light went out, and the fault light came on. And Shaq was so pissed, he just went, son of a bitch, and punched straight up and hit it right on that plate. <sighs> and this thing cost about $40,000 back in 1980. And all of a sudden, when he hit it, the little light went up. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I'm not going to tell the navigator if you don't. Yeah. It fine after that. It worked fine after that. You know what? It needed like, a little jostle. That's like a Millennium Falcon repair, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, man. I'm from a guy named Sack. Thanks. <laughs> that's the best, man. All right, well, listen, uh, it's legitimate. Uh, what was it, Nick? Percussive maintenance. Percussive maintenance. Yeah. So you may want to try, upon your own discretion, yeah. giving something a little tap, a little smack, and see <laughs> if that'll straighten it out, because apparently there's a history to it. Probably best if it's not like a, uh, a ventilator or respirator at a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe not equipment like yeah. that. All right, well, listen, we need to take a break. Thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. This has been Stacko Topics, and uh, we will come back in a moment, and we will have your chance to win a Stacko Cash yes. with the President Steve Money Clip Word. First chance is the final week of it, so don't miss it. We'll be right back. 
WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's get into the B file. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulchworks has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. All right, tourists were left. Actually, one tourist was left clinging on for dear life after the glass panels of a 330-foot-high bridge in China were damaged to strong wi- in strong winds. We were just talking about this. We were talking about this very bridge a little while ago, and uh, this notion came up, and watching this guy cling on for dear life, it's like, maybe I'll never go on that bridge. <laughs> the glass-bottomed bridge is located at a resort built into the uh, Payan Mountain. A uh, terrifying image uh, purportedly shows a man clinging onto the railing after winds of up to 90 miles per hour blew away some of the glass panels on Friday. Uh, the man was stuck on the bridge for a brief period of time. He crawled to safety, guided by firefighters, police, and forestry and tourism workers. Uh, the man was later taken to the hospital where he has been receiving psychological counseling following the ordeal. Yeah. The image has since been, sh- since been shared uh, many times on Twitter where people have been expressing their horror. It's understood that the resort was closed for a brief period following the potentially fatal incident. Uh, Chinese mountain re- resorts are increasingly featuring popular glass bottom bridges as a way to attract tourists. So these are apparently popping up all over the place. So, quick question. Why were they allowing people to walk across the bridge when the winds were blowing at 90 yeah, miles an hour? That's a good question. A hiker in Missouri was seriously injured after being shot by a hunter who thought he was a turkey. Oh, man. I got to see this guy. Official, I don't know why this happens all the time. Official said... Every time I go out, I get shot because people think I'm a turkey. They responded Saturday to a hunter-related incident. Rescue crews used utility vehicles to reach the man who eventually was Makes airlifted... Makes me so upset. <laughs> airlifted to a trauma center. Uh, the hiker was in serious condition. Witnesses said they believed the shooting was a freak accident and that hikers sometimes wear bright colors to prevent being mistaken uh, yeah. for turkeys. I'm not a turkey! But sometimes, even while wearing bright, reflective clothing, these people will still get shot. Well, what happens is I think a lot of people, maybe new hunters, will be out there and they, oh, and then they just pull the trigger. Movement. Yeah. Wow. Uh, This is pretty messed up. One person was killed. Another was injured after what uh, began as a water gun battle. (laughs) 
ended in a shootout. That's cheating. Authorities said a group of youths were playing with squirt guns and water balloons at Kenwood Park around 5 p.m. when a fight broke out among the participants. The altercation rapidly escalated, and the sheriff's office said those fighting began exchanging gunfire. One victim collapsed on the scene. The 18-year-old was uh, rushed to a hospital but died of his injuries shortly after arriving. Yeah, second person who was wounded in the shooting left the scene before authorities arrived. He was later dropped off at a hospital with what uh, deputies described as non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, Detectives are reviewing surveillance footage and interviewing witnesses from the park. Have you seen these new little water guns? uh, They're awesome. They don't shoot, like, streams of water. They shoot little, like, basically, like, water bullets. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Have you you known them as used one? No. We but I want to get them. We should. Yeah. We should. We should have like uh, the gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah. Uh, the Massachusetts man who authorities alleged faked suicide to evade prosecution on charges that he lied to secure federal stimulus loans agreed this week to plead guilty to conspiring to uh, commit bank fraud. David Stavely, 53 years old, agreed to a plea agreement. Uh, to admit to two of the seven counts he faces, conspiracy and failure to appear in court. I'm and saying I should not be obligated to pay this back since I committed suicide. In exchange, federal prosecutors will dismiss counts of bank fraud, making false statements, and aggravated identity theft. Stavely faces up to 40 years in prison. Wow. Last May, he and David Butzger, uh, but no, I'm sorry, Butziger. <laughs> <laughs> Which worse. one is worse? Became the first people in the nation to be charged with defrauding the CARES Act SBA Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, but Zeiger and Stavely, <laughs> who were listed as uh, owners of the former Remington House restaurant, were charged with conspiring to make false statements to secure the more than $500,000 in forgivable business loans and conspiring to commit bank fraud. Uh, prosecutors allege at the time of their arrest that the men applied for loans and for businesses that weren't operating prior to the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Stavely claimed in loan applications seeking more than $438,000 uh, that he had dozens of employees at three restaurants. Like, they didn't, they weren't even operating. It's amazing. And he was doing this. So, uh, apparently, he was, uh, he was released on a $10,000 unsecured bond, but less than a week later, uh, they ordered him on home detention. Uh, and GPS monitoring after a woman he briefly dated accused him of harassing and intimidating her. Well, weeks later, they received an alert that Stavely's GPS monitor had been removed. Mm-hmm. An arrest warrant was issued. They launched a fugitive investigation. They recovered his vehicle with its doors unlocked, key in, ign- in ignition uh, near a beach in Quincy, Massachusetts. His wallet and credit cards were there. Driver's license were in the vehicle along with a typed and signed suicide note. They attempted to locate his body, but concluded he had faked his death and fled to avoid prosecution. I can't go on. My name is Bud Zeiger. Yeah. Uh, Investigators eventually located him in Georgia in a minivan with California plates. At the time, he was in possession of multiple forms of identifications and ID badges bearing different names. So Uh he was busted. The balls on these people. And then one last story. Let's end with this one. Two mariners with questionable nautical sense. Were saved from the ocean near Isla Vista on Saturday aboard their homemade boat constructed from buckets and kiddie pools. It was the male non engineering students in their tw- early 20s crafted a makeshift boat from 20 home bucket, home depot buckets. We can do this. Two plastic kiddie pools, plywood and duct tape. They headed off to sea near Camino del Sur. They had uh, paddled. Uh, but they lacked wetsuits for the voyage in the ocean where the seas were calm, but water temperatures were approximately 55 degrees. The tide kept pushing them further and further from the shore, approximately 300 yards before county fire was summoned. <laughs> Look at this. 
I know. I've seen thing. it. Yeah. They thought the ocean was the right place to test this vehicle out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, not, a, not a lake. No, not a pool. Not a river. Notified approximately at 2 a.m. County fire dispatcher, water rescue team <laughs> members, uh, and firefighters made contact with the wayward mariners about 30 minutes later and brought the pair safely to shore with no injuries. Ahoy! They were very fortunate <laughs> that someone saw them. And a surprising sentence in this story, alcohol was not a factor uh-huh. in the bad boating decision, mm. firefighters said. They were just stupid. Great ad for Home Depot, though. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, got about five minutes left to get the word to us. It's PUSH, P-U-S-H, and that is the Preston and Steve money clip code word for the hour. So make sure you get on that now. PUSH is the word. Let's see if we can get a winner in just a moment. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, this is Sam with Shrego Media. We're an internet marketing company based in Fort Washington, PA. We help blue-collar businesses look better online so they can get more customers during the pandemic. We work with plumbers, electricians, towing companies, auto repair shops, and more. You can find us at Shwego.com. That's S-H-W-E-G-O.com. The future is here. Should we go? Next message. Hello to the entire WMMR nation. Thank you for the support. This is Ursula Augustine, owner of Ursula's About Face Rittenhouse Makeup Studio, an Allure Magazine hotspot and a five-time Best of Philly winner located at 17th and Sansom in the heart of Rittenhouse Row. Celebrating our 14th year, providing our award-winning beauty and makeup services, including private lessons, professional makeup for weddings, corporate videos, TV, print, and film. Above mass beauty includes brow shaping, lash lifts, and microblading. Check us out at AboutFace201.com. That's A-B-O-U-T-T-H like Philly, A-C-E-201.com. And follow us on all social media platforms. Mention WMMR and receive a gift that rocks. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Had our winner of a uh, coolest teacher first one uh, for 2021. That was Mr. Tom Haunts, uh, who is from Upper Perk Yeoman High School. Upper Perk, they call it. Um, and we want to find out who's going to be next. We have randomly chosen Delcy Regional High School in Franklinville, New Jersey. So make sure that you text the word teacher to 39333 if you have a connection with that school. And you can uh, get the voting link that way. And we'll send it to you. And there's great prizes, not only the coffee mug this year, but a coolest teacher T-shirt and tickets to the MM Barbecue and a $25 uh, gift card from Acme comes along with that. And they'll, there'll be other coolest teachers at the MM Barbecue sitting together. Yeah, our prizes have been good over the years, but I got to say this is a banner year Love it. for right. acknowledging the teachers. I have stories that revolve around food. That means- it's time for the goddess Sorry I jumped on in there, but I had to introduce you in a proper way. And you know what I'm going to tell you to do? What? Put your goddamn hat on. That's right. <laughs> I always forget to do that. Case, can you get my hat for me? I'm controlling the music with my left hand right now. And I need to... oh, 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 it's on the guitar. All right, thank you. All right, let me, let me officially... Oh, you know what I read about uh, an odd little piece of trivia yesterday about the hat that I'm wearing, which is called a toque. Yes. Mind you, that's what they call the, uh, uh, the chef's hats, a toque. That it supposedly has a hundred folds in it. And the reason being is it represents the hundred different ways you can cook eggs. Um, oh my gosh! I'm 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 looking at it. I'm I'm not sure I see a hundred folds. 
So never knew that. Maybe. All these folds. Let me ask you something. Um, all these right here? Is there a hundred of them? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not <laughs> on this one, but... Uh, Why don't you count them? Uh, um, one. Uh, what? <laughs> Two. Three. Oh Skip gosh. ten. It sounds desperate. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you just on a basic chef level, uh, what purpose does that hat serve? Is it... A, just ceremonial, or is it actual I think it's functional mostly, aspect? To I it? think it's mostly ceremonial. I think I think you wear you wear something on your head in the kitchen to keep your hair from falling out right. into the food, and I think they took these upon as a, a seniority thing. Okay, that's what I understand because sous chefs I think wear a different hat than the chef does. I think it's so you can hide a rat up there, and he can help you cook. <laughs> he can pull up your hair. Yeah. Uh, here you go. The chef's hat has a hundred folds because this is the number of ways that an egg can be prepared. Uh, back in 146 B.C., chefs were forced to hide from the invaders of the Byzantine. In order to remain safe, they had to blend in with the monks at the monasteries, uh-huh. and the towering hats were the best way for them to do so. What was the problem with chefs? Why do they have to hide? Hide! The Byzantine Empire. I am a preparer of food. I don't Can know. Can you provide me cover? That's really weird. I make it. He egg maker! <laughs> All right. Uh, wait, real quick. So they say the modern chef's hat... Um, the more pleats, the level of ex- shows the level of experience oh, okay. and arousal. Mm, all right. Well, I'm very horny and I'm ready to talk about food. So uh, apparently, there's been a newly unveiled pizza vending machine uh, in and, Italy, right? And it's in Rome, which is really weird. That's yes. in Italy. The first customers are in Rome. The Mister Go Pizza Machine. <laughs> Mr. Go. Like, they couldn't Come even on. give a, a decent Some, name yeah. for Rome, for yeah. Italy, where freaking pizza comes from. And well, we and have a good name for it. It's <laughs> called a Mr. Go. Who's going to go to Rome to get pizza out of a vending machine? You're in Rome. Yeah, where are you going to find pizza in Italy? Well, and it's delicious. You're not going to go into a vending machine and get some crappy pizza. My wife has said, maybe you guys can echo this because you've been there, uh, the greatest pizza, as you would assume, that she's ever had in her life was in Italy. I didn't have pizza when I was in Italy, okay. so I couldn't. I can't what? speak to you that. You had wonton. No, no, no. I had. I was in Venice, and we didn't eat pizza. We had. I, that's the first time I had ever tried octopus. Actually, Ooh. I was in uh, Venice. But I digress. Mister Go Pizza Machine is a marvel of modern engineering. After a customer selects one of its varieties, the Signor Pizza <laughs> needs seasons, tops, and cooks a fresh pizza in three minutes. The whole process is visible. <laughs> through a little window. Now, Reuters interviews with uh, locals show that the development of an automatic pizza maker has prompted the kind of reaction that might be expected from someone suggesting a ro- robot raise their baby. These are people in Rome, mind you, that yeah. they're interviewing. One man says Mr. Goes Pizza looks good, but is much smaller than a restaurant, and there are less toppings. Another customer said it's okay, but it's not pizza. I well, wipe my ass with it. Well, a woman named Gina rejected the concept outright. She said, terrible. Pizza really needs to be eaten hot immediately. This does not work for me. I'll punch you in your face. Uh, the best reaction, Mr. Go Pizza, comes from an excerpt uh, near the end of the article. And according to a man named Giovanni Campana, hey! who he said, uh, biting into one, I wouldn't even think of eating a pizza made by a machine. So it's like saying, giving oral to a dead hooker. <laughs> it's disgusting. What's the point? What is the point? <laughs> it's not even enjoyable. When a hooker's a daddy, she cannot parade you a service. Uh, she cannot pull on your pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> it's a waste of time. On your what? On your pee-pee. <laughs> 
Eating this kind of pizza is an insult to Italy and the whole legend of the pizza, which, of course, comes from China. <laughs> no. I'd... Wasn't the original pizza? Oh, I don't know. Pasta. No, pasta. What? Pasta. Shut up! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll hit you in the face with the salmon. With the salmon? I keep one in my pocket for defensive purposes. I can understand that. Uh, yeah, so I could only see this if you're really in a hurry and you just got to have some pizza. But in Italy, as to Kathy's point, of all places. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, maybe... I don't know why. Is this the test marketing? Did it, was it... Was it invented in Italy? Why start in Rome? And Mr. Go? Yeah. So I guess you could say, if you were looking to make a case for this pizza, they love it in Italy, but apparently they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Has anyone seen, by the way, those, are those vehicles that are in the Pizza Hut commercials? Oh, the Domino's? Yeah. Yeah, they're pounding those commercials, the autonomous. I haven't seen any yet. Okay. I wonder yeah, where they're going to be. I don't know where they're running, Steve. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But the commercials are airing here, mm-hmm. which makes me think somewhere in this general area, they're available. An autonomous vehicle. That delivers. Nobody's in it. No driver. I, uh, no. I, no. I don't see how that's even allowed yet. I know. With, right. without, without there being a driver. <laughs> with specific rules. Yeah. And, uh, and the public knowing about that. Right. I think they're just hyping it for now, Steve. I, I don't know. I, I may be ah, way hell. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. Uh, let's move on to sandwiches. It's time for Sandwich Chat on the Connoisseur. Uh, Subway just this week introduced its new line of grilled extra cheesy fresh melts. However, the company's franchise association has deemed the chain's new melt sandwich a product they cannot recommend because they say it presents a safety hazard what? endangering the company's employees and the equipment that it's made in. Subway's a, like a fine chain, but they've had some weird things lately. Like the there was uh, an issue with the actual length of the foot long. And wasn't there a case where their bread was too sweet? Yes. I think that was in... Ireland? Ireland. Yeah. Uh, A report cited the North American Association of Subway Franchisees, which said to its members that it cannot endorse the product, pointing to several concerns while claiming the company has not responded to them satisfactorily through its headquarters. It's too dangerous to our employees. Reportedly, the main issue is safety. Operators said that the sandwiches, which feature melted cheese on a grilled roll and come packaged in a bag had to be placed into the toaster by hand, which many say represent or presents a safety hazard to employees. Yeah. To alleviate those concerns, the company recently responded by telling operators to place the sandwich in the toaster using tongs or a paddle. Sure. Um, the Among the concerns mentioned by the NAASF were toaster oven integrity as well. <laughs> The equipment has been damaged from the sandwiches burning, as well as issues with customization caused by the sandwiches being more operationally complex, it says. So, um, I can see this. So, if you have cheese gooping up the system, you know, that's melting with inside the the deal. I'm surprised they didn't think this through and have some sort of tong thing provided to load them in. If you watched the, uh, the people who fed us or whatever that series was that I keep talking about on history, they go about, uh, uh, um, examining the the Burger King system of mass production of burgers and this this grill machine that they set up that the burgers would go through. Yep. And it, it you know and how they had to tweak it and all the things that they they had to make precise and that it, at, at the beginning of it they were losing money because it wasn't doing everything it needed to do. Right. So um, it's 
they they need to tweak this obviously so that their employees don't explode into flames. That's the first I've heard of this though of them not being able to make a sandwich because it's too dangerous. That is I one dangerous. Heard of that yet? I made one of those sandwiches and I lost my arm. Uh, so once again, it's called the extra cheesy fresh melt. You need to talk to Subway Pete. <clears throat> mm. All right, uh, I got some other things. We're going to go with the celebrity route this Ooh. time. Yeah, yeah. And this does have to do with food. It's quite interesting. Uh, there was an interview that was done in uh, The Mirror uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. And uh, she's getting dragged a little bit that uh, I guess she was asked about uh, some of the extremes during lockdown that she had to deal with. Uh, something, I guess. Uh, would Nick, how was it? Worded because I couldn't find the actual article on the mirror. I wanted to read exactly how it was. I've only read. There's like a thousand other sources that have have uh, paraphrased. This. Yeah. yeah, but apparently, uh, I think Nick had phrased it to us last night about her her lowest low during the pandemic. Yeah, somebody had asked her about it. Let me pull up the exact quote so I get it correct. But um, uh, so when go- when she hit when she hit the she felt she bottomed yeah, out during Gwen- the pandemic. Gwyneth Paltrow broke down and ate bread during quarantine. <laughs> what was your lowest point? See, I don't know how they phrased it to it. Right, and and listen, it couldn't be just a headline to garner yeah. attention, which it's done. It could be, you know, wish. What do you wish you wouldn't have done while you were in, in quarantine? But apparently, I, she said, "I drank I ate bread. I drank alcohol during quarantine." She said, "I was drinking seven nights a week mm. and making pasta and eating bread." So I think they just took yeah. the eating bread part. They tweaked I, it for. I ate bread. So for clickbait, I forgive me, Father Five Sin. Uh, she said I went totally off the rails. Okay. Uh, she said, but I. She goes I had a sesame drink. roll. She said, I mean, who drinks multiple drinks seven nights a week? Like that's not healthy. What was your? Did your all of you guys since? Well, and, and not you, Casey, but me, uh, but the uh, the rest of you. Oh, did your imbibing levels skip up during? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, mine did. I uh, once January hit, then I changed it. Right, and, and I've been one hundred percent good since then. But yes, I definitely. What does one hundred percent good mean? Uh, that means every day I'm I'm not indulging. I'm not eating ice cream. I'm not eating you know sugary oh, oh, things. Oh, you're not talking about alcohol. Okay. No, 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 no. And I haven't been doing that either. That's just uh, Friday, Saturday. Uh, for me, yeah. So. so Steve, that's what I did. I because it, it was it started to get to be right, a lot. Get away no, from you? Well, no, it wasn't getting away from me. It was just like I would have a glass of wine every night. It, like yeah. that was sort of my way to relax. And I was like, all right, you can't rely on this to relax. <laughs> right. So I've been doing what Preston's been doing and having it only on the weekends, except for like a random Wednesday. But all day, right? On the weekends, I don't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told Nick I was like, I'm not drinking during the week, and then I texted him and I go, I made it two days. I go, but I'm gonna have a drink tonight. It was Wednesday. Well, you, was, you didn't specify what week. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. a moment last year, Steve, where um, we were doing a promotional deal with uh, Stateside Vodka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I became a fan of Stateside Vodka. It's great stuff. It is great stuff, and um, it, but a little too great and a little too easy. And it was just one of those things where, like, you weren't going as many places. You certainly weren't driving to as many places. You weren't going to a restaurant and, and worrying about driving home afterwards. You know? yeah. So it just allowed it, the home drinking, to, to ramp up a little bit, and, right. it, and it did. Yeah, I was uh, I was eating what I wanted when I wanted and as much as I wanted to eat yeah. of that for a Did little while. Did you eat bread? <laughs> I I don't know. Oh, I tried to oh, no. Fresh health press. Uh, I'm eating bread. Something to tell you. <laughs> Another woman? No, I ate a roll. Roll. <laughs> uh, she said. Uh, uh, Gwen then went on to explain how she wasn't just kicking back with a nightly glass of wine. Instead, she made a bespoke whiskey cocktail. 
She said, I love whiskey, and I make this fantastic drink called the Buster Paltrow, which is a, I, uh, which I named after my grandfather, who loved whiskey sours. She said, it's this great quinoa whiskey. Quinoa whiskey? Never heard of that. I love quinoa. Uh, this distillery in Tennessee with maple syrup and lemon juice, and it's just heaven. I would have two of those every night of quarantine. <laughs> uh, but she said she never got uh, blackout drunk. No. So, like the rest of us, she was just indulging in what you normally yeah, probably mu- wouldn't go for. Uh, so, she's getting beat up pretty hard for it. Because, of course, people are pointing out, well, I, you know, I had relatives who died and, and things along those lines. Well, they also just took part of it. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And as they always do, and always keep that in mind when you hear this stuff. A lot of times, too, it looks like the celebrity has just, or somebody being interviewed, has just blurted it out. Right. As if the question hasn't been asked of them. Right. Um, speaking of booze... It's possible that alcohol could be permanent takeout option in Pennsylvania. Uh, Governor Wolf signed legislation allowing for restaurants and hotels with a valid liquor license to serve prepared beverages and mixed drinks during the pandemic. The law required drinks to be packaged in a container with a lid, and drinks could not exceed 64 ounces per transaction. 64 ounces is a lot. Uh, So I found that a lot of restaurants have stopped on their own. Even though you are still right. allowed to do the takeout, yeah. they've, I guess because they want you to stay, stay there and, and have the drink. That's part of the deal, but yeah. I tried to order um, a drink takeout, and they were like, we're not doing it anymore. In uh. this article, they did uh, interview several restaurateurs, and they said, um, I don't see how it will really be Benefit. much of a of a draw. Uh, or how many... They said it would... It, it certainly helped a little bit, yeah. But it wasn't like a big windfall. It wasn't a huge win for the restaurants. Nothing that they they that is something they want to keep that's going to provide a big revenue source. Some right. might keep it, but it's not going to be a big re- revenue source. The only thing, the only people it benefits are those who don't want to go to a restaurant, yeah. right? And want, and want to get a cocktail and have it at home, or take yeah, a, I want a, a party drink or something like yeah. that. Wait, I I ordered takeout a couple of months ago, and I got the takeout drink to go with it and i went to pick it up and the guy was like here and he literally handed me like a giant like soda fountain cup filled with the alcohol and no lid on it and i was like (laughs) i just looked at him i go he goes yeah we don't have any more lids left i said i have to drive in the car do you do you want me to just drive like this and he's like well i have a lid that doesn't have like the the hole for the straw i was like that's cool like i'm not gonna be sipping on it on my ride home well i thought you maybe wanted to drink it on the way home but he literally like with the he handed me the food and then the drink with no lid on it i was like what's happening now i'm gonna put this hose in your mouth and pour it in from the restaurant chug a lug yeah uh so the pennsylvania house liquor control committee this week uh, voted in favor of a measure that would allow takeout sales of alcohol beverages to continue uh, the Pennsylvania House of Representatives will next take up the proposal. So it might be an option, you know. What other, so besides that, the curbside stuff and all of that, is there anything else that from that, the world of restaurants and alcohol that is, because I, I do notice, it, it seems as if, and I hope this is the case, that in some places where it's not an obstruction to traffic, where those sidewalk additional seats will remain for a while. Yeah, I would like to see the outdoor seating uh, continue as a potential option um, in the warmer months. Have you seen? Have you Even been though down they're to... not necessary, I still think it's a nice option. Have you been down to Maniunk and, and see that, like, in, in in the city, the elaborate I've been nature... in the city, but not uh, Maniunk. Yeah, these elaborate things that they've done outside yeah. restaurants—they look great. Yeah, I mean, they built, awesome. They built the structures. Yeah, we went, we went to one. We went to. Uh, uh, Rouge and and uh, had yeah. dinner there one night and it was great and they had all these fire pits and stuff and it was wonderful. So uh, I'd like to see if that 
potentially linger. It'd be nice. Uh, Marissa is getting her microphone here. Marissa? Um, well, the uh, outdoor seating um, is uh, sanctioned until this December, so hopefully it'll okay. stay past that. Um, but I just found the audio from the Gwyneth Paltrow, the Smartless podcast. Do yeah. you guys want to hear how out of context they took this line? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, 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 to give her the benefit of the doubt, she is I would like to hear it. Did you guys set up what the Smartless podcast is? It is um, <laughs> Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. I've, it's been recommended to me multiple times. Apparently, they're awesome. They interview all of these celebrities. They're just chatting this is about you know more than halfway into the interview and they actually start with will arnett and they're talking about vices okay i used to smoke a lot i don't smoke that much anymore but i do i don't know about that okay well every time we i chat with will like on a facetime or something yeah and he has a cigarette i always start with oh good you're still smoking good Good. that's that's the only reason i was calling right But I like alcohol, but also I've been on this, like, you know, I've been super, I don't know, I've been on a bit of a clean out since basically during quarantine, I was drinking seven nights a week and making pasta and eating bread. Like I went totally off the rails. I mean, who drinks multiple drinks seven nights a week? Like that's not healthy. Gwyneth Paltrow does. I know. Yeah. All right. So wow. she was saying how she had been on like a cleanse or something right. like that, and then she just went to the other side. <laughs> it's just, so it's, it was no a passing deal. comment. Yeah, so that's I guess that's got to be a, a bitch when you're super duper famous and you just you're having conversation well, and you're the connoisseur. You know, turns into something else, man. Things are taken out of context. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna move on to some other stuff. All right, I like I, I saw this this morning. Leftovers. It's all about leftovers. Love or hate leftovers. You know, science finds that there are many reasons for your preference. Either you love them or hate them. Uh, Florida, excuse me, Florida International University researchers say a person's economic situation may play a huge role in their approach to leftovers. Uh, For some, eating them is a necessity, while others are economically stable enough to afford to eat other foods and throw away leftovers. Uh, Researchers from Michigan State University found that anxiety over food safety may be another factor as it's closely linked to anxiety about spending or wasting money on food. I can't listen, if there's a, a some even at a restaurant, if there's enough of something to still eat more of it, I'll I'll take it home. I, I leftovers or something. And then when I see leftovers building up in the in the uh in the refrigerator, I'm like, nah, I, I gotta I gotta Go through this. We have to eat this. I know? I try to do that too. We I, I sometimes feel very guilty about the waste yes. um, in, in our refrigerator. And listen, we've got five people in the house, so sometimes you, you cook a lot of stuff in anticipation of right. we'll eat all of this. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't happen. And I'll, I'll, I'll take out a container. I'm like, this is bad, and I need to throw it away. And there's a lot of it here, yeah. and I feel really bad about that. Sucks. So yeah. I try to, I'm like the, I try to go through and eat up the leftovers. Yeah. Uh, in, in in the fridge, yeah. I'll do the same. And, uh, or what you do is do what Kathy does and put it in a bag and leave it on your neighbor's doorstep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm more inclined to eat leftovers from a restaurant than I am for something home-cooked. Yeah, I agree with you, Case. Yeah. I um that's because your home cooking sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) great point. (laughs) You know what though? Jace won't eat any leftovers. Restaurant, home cooked, anything. Oh man, some one day and that's it. He can't have it again. I think sometimes things there are certain items that I think get better once they've been left over. Soups do. Soups uh, kind of mature with age. 
First thing, uh, send that over my way, Kath. Anything that Jace doesn't okay. want, I'll take it. <laughs> Just bring uh, it to you. Second of all, you guys have uh, seen and, more importantly, heard me eat over the years, but, and, and I yeah. know that it can be disgusting. However, um, my mother raised me to, to, with this notion that uh, wasting food is a sin, yep. and, and it was something that she grew up with as well. Yeah. And so it's a weird, in the back of my mind... Uh, I, I hate wasting food. Like it really bugs me. And so, Steve, I'm, I'm with you. Like I'll I'll do whatever I can, and then I keep them in the fridge for way too long. You know, well, like, you have to do I the know. purge eventually. Well, I consider it is cool when you when you've just when you've eaten all the stuff that's in there, and, and you're you're running kind of lean in the refrigerator. An option is always a food fight. If you okay. have anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. think about yeah, that. Yeah. So you're not wasting it. Yeah, there's some. Kind yeah. of purpose that comes from that right. food. That mac and cheese fight was great. That's not a bad idea, um, but yeah, and I, I, you know, you can you can do stuff with leftovers as far as uh, if if they're not already a, a complex meal that's made. Uh, but if you have leftover basics like you know chicken or steak or yeah. uh, pork or whatever it may be, you can incorporate those into another dish. And another thing I make a lot with leftovers are, are fried rice. I do pork fried rice, oh. beef fried rice, chicken fried rice, vegetable fried rice, stuff like that. They're very go. very easy to add the leftovers to it. I will sometimes make a big ziti diorama mm. of a part of the world that I have not visited yet. Okay, yeah, it's that great. You've not visited? Well, I just did the Sudan, okay. which was awesome. <laughs> All right. You want to get to the Sudan? All right. Uh, many also get nervous about whether food is still safe to eat. Anyone who has had food poisoning can relate to that. Uh, another issue is that people may worry about what to do with leftovers. A confident cook may have uh, maybe um, grip with fear and less inclined to use those leftovers if you don't have uh, cooking abilities. Oh, if they're rotting, too. Uh, other things that come into play, many people are not wired to enjoy monotony, including eating the same thing day after day. I can do that. I can go I can go a yeah, couple days. If, if it's that. something, like if I find something that I love a lot of times, that's a new, a new entry to my list of go-tos, mm-hmm. I'll eat it for a couple of days straight. Uh, many people are not wired to enjoy that. So historic attitudes to leftovers in the U.S. have also influenced us. If you think of the Food scarcity during the Great Depression and rationing during World War II. Yep. Followed by a time of abundance when leftovers were considered garbage. A current trend of uh, sustainability, looking at consumer leftovers as a way to help the planet. And, of course, American restaurant portion sizes increasing over time. One of the regular comments you hear about uh, from <sighs> Europeans who travel here right. are the portion sizes. Huge. They're gigantic in yes. the U.S. And, and therefore... Uh, a lot of Europeans will uh, the the whole doggy bag thing is a foreign concept to them because they're normally not served as much as we get, and of course we're going. Yes, of course I'll take that home. There's a lot of that left. I'm going to take it home and finish it. You know, I always do. If there's if there's, please box this up. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. take it home. Why not? You paid for it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so yeah, it all depends on your situation and your attitude toward. Leftovers. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I know we got an interview coming up, Case. Yeah? Should we do one more? I'll do I'll be super quick. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with this one. Uh, Hershey's is recalling its chocolate shell topping. Uh, yeah, I saw this. After learning that some 1,700 bottles were mistakenly filled with an almond-based ingredient. Your brand has this shell on it. <laughs> uh, the voluntary recall was made to protect people with allergies or sure. severe sensitivities to almonds. It could be lethal. Uh, I haven't used that. It was Magic Shell when yeah. it first came out. You remember that? I used to use it as a condom. I haven't used that. To- well, yeah, it did, that did happen one time. <laughs> um, the girl's did nickname you? was Magic Shell. Yeah, I kid you not. Uh, anyway, that was me. Um, so, 
<laughs> did I do that? No, she did that. She did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, they, they uh, I haven't used that stuff in a long, 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 long time. I don't like it. I never use it. And it was, the reason it was a big deal was because there was there was Hershey's syrup before. Yeah. But if you put that on ice cream, it wasn't made by the, the it didn't have the same makeup to where it would actually freeze and right. create a hard shell on the ice cream. And it coat it. Liquid. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it was like a dip cone. Yeah. Or dip. Uh, that these were. So you don't care for those? I like them no. from time to time. They're not my favorite. I, I like Hershey's <laughs> syrup. I just don't like when it, the, the hardened chocolate that you put over ice cream. So, okay, so I like do a, not care for that. On an ice cream bar, though, that, which like is that kind of chocolate. Right, that, that's, that's that kind of chocolate. Yep. Yeah, I know. I, uh, well, not always. Yeah. Um, like, I'll do, the only one of those I'll do is like like a Dove bar. Just yeah. like actual like Dove chocolate or whatever. It's good stuff. Yeah. I just, uh, for some reason, I just don't care for it. How about drumsticks? Those have uh, the chocolate coating on them. Okay, you got me there. All right, All right now we're talking. What about right. uh, fried ice cream? Uh, I've only had that one, like, at one place at, uh, what's that, uh, Chi-Chi's. Yeah, the celebration <laughs> of food? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say in Mayor of Easttown. Uh, anybody watch the last episode? I did, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so Gene Smart's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, this is so brilliant because if I put something in the freezer, like <laughs> something uh, treats-wise, kids just devour it. She hid her ice cream inside a bag of frozen vegetables. Mixed vegetables. And I was like, that is so smart. (laughs) I was like, why do I not do that? She pulls it out and someone comes to the door and she's like, I got to hide it. So she puts it in the bread basket. That is great. (laughs) That is a good idea. That's a great idea. Nice. All right. Anyhow, if you have the chocolate shell topping, they have recall. All right. There you go. That's all we have time for. Soon. That is true. So we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get author Mitch Album on. Uh, a little later on, Sam and Josh from Greta Van Fleet are checking yeah. in. And more chances to win money with the Money Clip Contest. We'll be back in a sec. Is that a concert on the horizon? Oh, not just a concert. It's a full day rock festival. MM Barbecue 2021. Saturday, September 25th, BB&T Pavilion. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Hall of Famers. Cheap Trick. Long tickets start at just $25. For an entire day of everything that rocks with MMR. And eight of our favorite bands. Including Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Aaron Jones. And Foxtrot and the Get Down. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. MMRBQ 2021. Details at WMMR.com. Uh, our next guest, normally I'd say it says, does a little bit of everything, but it is a lot of everything. It does. Uh, radio. Very versatile. Radio, TV, obviously, uh, author, musician. Yep. And he hails from the area, which is a beautiful thing, it too. It is cool. Uh, you may remember a book's uh, Tuesdays with Maury, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, and so on. The new book is going to be out on paperback on the 18th. It is called Finding Chica. Please welcome... Uh, oh, music here. Tuesday's gone. Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Please welcome Mr. Mitch Album hey. to this show. Good morning, Mitch. Hi, everybody. Hey. Nice Hi. to have you on, sir. Mitch, so uh, listen, did you you grew up um, just outside of Philly in Oakland, New Jersey. Did you Were you an MMR fan back in the day? Oh, yeah. 
MMR was where the cool. That was what the cool kids listened to. MMR, you know, WFIL was on AM and WIBG, and then the cool kids were were smoking pot and listening to WFIL. Not much has changed, Mitch. So that's tinkering with that FM stuff. Oh, that's funny. Listen, Mitch. So you, you. You really delve into some uh, stories that that really pull at the heartstrings that that explore uh, spirituality and and human relations and uh, the book Finding Chica is a real close personal story. Correct? Yeah, uh, you know I write between fiction and nonfiction. I write a lot of novels like the Five People You Meet in Heaven and things like that. But Tuesdays with Maury was a true story and and uh, about 25 years later uh finding chica was another true story and in some ways they're, they're sort of odd parallels of each other tuesdays with maury was about time i spent with uh, an old man who was dying from Garrick's disease and i learned a lot of lessons from him before he passed and finding chica is a true story of a little girl uh, from an orphanage that i operate in haiti who at five years old uh, developed a very strange brain tumor, and we brought her up to America thinking that she'd just take it out and, you know, we'd get her right back to the orphanage, and she never went home. Uh, she ended up living with us for two years, became our daughter, and we traveled around the world trying to find a, a cure for this sort of incurable thing. And, and while that sounds sad, it, it wasn't sad. It was a two-year journey in which my wife and I, who had never had kids of our own, uh, got to become a family with this precocious, loud, uh, bossy, uh, amazing kid from Haiti. And so I, I wrote I wrote it really, you know, not as a sad story, but what we learned from our children, even late in life when you think you're not going to become a family, suddenly you become a family, and, and that's what our journey was. Well, they say, you know, the uh, paraphrasing the saying, you know, the, the candle that burns the shortest burns twice as bright, and the impact of, of this girl on your life um, is 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 clearly tangible and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but does she does um, Chica have siblings that still are um, uh, at the orphanage that you run in Haiti? Yeah. So what happened was um, she was born into abject poverty three days before the earthquake in 2010 that ended up bringing me down there when I when I started this orphanage. And uh, the building, when she was three days old, her home collapsed around her while her and her mother were on a bed. It literally collapsed around them, but it went to the sides, and they were suddenly like there was no house anymore, and they were just lying there looking up at the sky. And she survived that. She she, she slept out in the sugarcane field for the first six months of her life in a bed of leaves because they didn't have a place to sleep. And uh, she was a pretty tough kid, obviously. And then a couple years later, her mother died giving birth to her baby brother in that same rebuilt little shack. And without a mother and the father was out of the picture, she was brought to our orphanage. And so she lived with us, and she was, a, you know, like I said, a bossy, loud kid. She always told the other kids when they could go to the bathroom and <laughs> when they could play with a soccer ball and all that. And uh, her brothers and sisters were totally scattered, and she never saw them. We didn't know where they were. And it wasn't actually until after uh, she passed away that they came to the funeral. I don't know even how they found out about it. And uh, we ended up taking her baby brother and her and her older sister, who were living with just with odd relatives here or there, who didn't have money to to you know pay for them. And they live with us now. So it's been kind of a beautiful. Uh, uh, continuation of her spirit, and they're very much like Chica was, loud and <laughs> and uh, and and the little bossy and dancing all the time.
Right. Well, a lot of the things that you deal with, and obviously we talked about the, you know, the sort of uh, wide variety of things that you are involved with, but a lot of the things are, you know, play or at least address the the um, very fluid and happenstance nature of life and knowing what to, um, when to take the moment to embrace things. And so, you know, here this, out of nowhere, this girl comes into your life. And I think you've said basically that for you and your wife, the, the orphanage is is the thing. It, it's what you want to have right. as your, what you are remembered for. It's the most important thing in the world for you. So while you're doing this, this girl comes into your life and gives you sort of the, that, the family that you didn't know you would ever get. And you had to be open for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of the point of the book is that families come in all kinds of sizes and all kinds of shapes. And sometimes they're right from, from you and they got your DNA and sometimes they look nothing like you and they come from a foreign land, but it's still a family. All it takes to make a family is, is love and unconditional love. And she had that for us and we had that for her. And, uh, I remember even in some of the, toughest moments you know we had to go to germany we lived in germany for a while to do some immunology treatments and Mm. it was a tiny little flat and much smaller than the house that we have here in detroit and and i I would have thought she would have hated it because it wasn't that much to play with but she loved it because she had us all to herself (laughs) just me my wife and her and she would uh we would all sleep in the same bed because they didn't have room for anything else and one time she was sort of underneath us and she said, Mr. Mitch, Miss Janine, because that's what she called it. Mr. Mitch, Miss Janine, Mr. Mitch, Miss Janine, kiss, 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 kiss. And, uh, and so we kind of like made a little tent over her, you know, and we kissed and she clapped her hands and she said, now you can live happily ever after. Oh, you know, God. I, I, wow. I look at that and I go, you know, yeah, if only, you know, and, yeah. and so. There were amazing moments like that with her. Funny, you know, the book is very funny. It's actually me talking to her and her talking back after, you know, you know on the first page that she passed away. It's not one of those books that drags you through and, oh, my God, this kid's going to die. You know from the very first page that she's gone, but yet she's back sitting alongside me where where I wrote the book. or She's kind of urging me to write the book because I was writing a different one, and then I decided, no, I want to write about her, and she sort of, Talks me into it. She said, "Well, if you're going to write a book, why don't you write about me?" You know? <laughs> okay, I, I love that. Yeah, it becomes, it, yeah, it becomes a conversation between me and her. Mitch, you know what? Uh, obviously, losing a child is is just traumatic. It's 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 the the worst nightmare of anyone. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there there you you can either have where it's unexpected and swift and 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 horrible in that regard, and then the other process where you have a, a child who has a terminal illness an illness and you're going through that tragedy. Did, right. since you went through the, the latter, um, did that give you some perspective in that time, in the observations that you had and the time spent with her and noticing these things yeah. while they're happening, as opposed to having to just go back to your memory and going, wow, that was a special moment, but you were able to maybe savor right. these things as you were going through them? It's a great, it's a great question, and uh, it, it's a great question, and I would never ask anybody or want anybody to have to pick between those two alternatives because they're mm-hmm. both terrible. But the slow one allows you, especially when you kind of know in the background, even though you believe in a miracle, you kind of know, well, this miracle might not come. You take every day as precious and you take every moment. And we recorded everything. We have so many pictures and so many videos of her singing and, and, and you know, playing around and trying to mispronounce the word Baba Ganoush. You know? <laughs> I mean, every little thing. And uh, I remember you asked about that. It's, it, there's one moment that stays with me the most, and that is when she couldn't walk anymore. This part of the facilitation. She had CIPD, which is a 
a very debilitating brain tumor that just strikes kids, and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, nobody survives it. She actually lived two years, which is incredibly long. And when she couldn't walk anymore, she still was undeterred because I carried her everywhere. I took her to the car. I took her to the bathroom. I took her back and forth. So we were sitting at the table, and uh, I looked at my watch. I realized I was late for my radio show. We were coloring, and uh, you guys would probably know about that, being late for the show. <laughs> yes. And uh, I got up, and I said, Chica, I got to go. And she said, no, Mr. Mitch, stay and color with me. I said, Chica, you know, I have to work. And she said, Mr. Mitch, I have to play. not the same thing. I said, it's not the same thing, Chica, because this is my job. And she looked at me, and she got, she crossed her arms, and she said, no, it's not. Your job is carrying me. Oh, you know? And I, I realized when, when she said it, you know, like, are there any true words that a child is going to tell you? Of course our job is to carry our children, you know, through, yeah. through good times and through bad times. And that was the best job I ever had, yeah. you know. And you said when you lose a child, but and it's a common phrase, but I don't look at it that way. I never feel that we lost a child. I feel that we were given one. And she was amazing. And, wow. and that's what Finding Chica is, just a story of being given a child late in life and, and the amazing things that they teach you about it. I definitely want to check it out. I want to ask you quickly, what, what is the, the status, what kind of condition this many years after the earthquake in Haiti, what, what, what are they dealing with now? Haiti has become an extraordinarily dangerous place. I go every month. I've been there every month for, for 11 years. Uh, and I stay, you know, from a week to two or three weeks there. And we have 53 children that we raise. I'm telling you, just to get from the airport to the orphanage, which is only 20 minutes, is you take your life in your hands uh. because it's the, the the streets are being overrun by gangsters. There's no law and order. There's no uh, – the president has a government sort of trapped. He's got 11 people working for him in the government, and that's it, and he won't leave office. And so people are being kidnapped on the streets. Uh, the gangs are sort of – ruling the roost and we hide behind the walls of our orphanage and just pray nobody uh comes over the walls because that even that happened two weeks ago they attacked an orphanage and killed a couple people raped some of the kids it was it was horrific so unfortunately haiti just seems to be always in a perpetual state of of crisis Uh, it was the earthquake 11 years ago and now it's this but the children are glorious and funny and upbeat, and and I get a chance to see what childhood is really like because there are no cell phones, there are no internet, there's no television, and so an 11 year old boy, well, if you guys came down, he'd take your arm and put it around him as you were walking because no one told him that's not cool, you wow. know, because this thing is cool, right. and so it's a pretty amazing opportunity, and I'm glad I have it. Excellent. Well, keep uh, keep doing the great work, Mitch. Thanks. Finding Chica out uh, on paperback May 18th. It's good to talk to you. Take care. Okay. All right, Mitch Album, man, that's uh, yeah, wow. wow, that's something else. Uh, his his books are all they have uh, they have weight to them. Well, I remember when uh, it was years ago. You were reading uh, Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a deep read. Uh, MitchAlbum dot com, by the way, if you you want to get that. So, all right, you want to go from uh, somebody who uh, <laughs> uh, is living in the other end of the lifestyle? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys saw the super yacht. Oh, my God. Yeah. Called Y721. Jeff Bezos has ordered this thing. Yeah. And apparently amongst the ostentatious world of super yachts, this one stands out. Well, he is right now, right, currently the wealthiest man on Earth. In the world, yep. Yeah. When completed, it will be 417 feet long. Uh, that's longer that's than a no- football field. Yeah, that's an ocean liner. That's, uh, yep. Yeah. 
uh, will span several decks and sport three enormous masts, according to the scant information that is available on the website of its manufacturer and various online bulletin boards of yachting enthusiasts. Uh, that will make it one of the largest sailing yachts ever built in the Netherlands, which is the unofficial capital of boat building for the extremely rich. I didn't know the Netherlands oh, yeah. is where all this takes it, place. I saw a video recently of one of these yachts. It might have been this one, but I'm not sure. Um, going through, it has to go through like uh, canals yes. to get out to where it's going. And it's, it's so it's relatively narrow canals through the Netherlands. But these, like you said, Stephen, ocean liner getting from where it was being built out into the ocean. It was insane. Well, they've, they've done like like platforms for drilling and stuff like that, that they will navigate out. And, <laughs> and, and there there are people who are paid Inordinate, inordinate amounts of money to be basically the harbor master who navigates these things out. But this thing, Preston, so um, the the cost, would you say the cost was on it? Uh, it's in the uh, half a billion yeah. dollars range. Wow. Yeah, upwards oh of $500 million. Mm-hmm. It is set to, to move a... Uh, to a new uh, shipyard for completion next month. And the, the furnaces on board run primarily on homeless people. Oh, oh yeah, they, they just throw them in yeah. there. I mean, it's just <laughs> extravagance beyond. They stack they them up like... They don't even have to use no, homeless they, they, people. No. They just do because they can. Yeah, yeah. They stack them like cordwood. Uh, do they have... Uh, capabilities yet to have like uh, solar powered or electric. Uh... I, I'm sure there's there are probably elements of that. Right. Um, my guess is that at some point you're going to need fossil fuel to run this sucker. So I I love watching uh, boat launches. They're awesome. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're really they, they really. They seem cool. so so basic too. I know you're like throwing throwing it throwing it in the water. I mean, but you're making a half a billion dollar yacht, and like you, there isn't a better way to launch this thing like other slowly than slowly lower it into yes. the water as opposed to right? push it. If and you, I just if always... you've never seen because it's I mean this stuff is amazing and there's tons of footage of the it'll create a wave that'll oh, splash yeah. up oh, on yeah. the it's 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 pretty. I just I awesome. crack I crack up at the notion of like you know the idiot who accidentally uh, already stuffed the, the the cupboards with all the fine china before they <laughs> yeah, launched yeah, yeah. the boat. Yes, because <laughs> sometimes they send it in sideways. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. and it lists yeah. really far before it writes itself. <laughs> Why did you put the crystal in before you launched the boat? <laughs> I mean, I know you sort of referenced this at the beginning of this topic of conversation, Preston, but. Just coming off the Mitch album interview where we're talking about the things that are going on in Haiti and then a yacht, a boat for essentially two people that's half of a billion dollars. Now, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. Absolutely. And I don't begrudge him that. But the juxtaposition of these two things is pretty unbelievable. I figured it'd be a good spot to put this (laughs) in. So, listen, this is so extravagant. I've never seen this term before. It will have its own support yacht. (laughs) Oh my god! Like in other words, it's it's a support like yacht, like a luggage plane that yeah. follows by. This isn't like a yeah. Mm. It's not a. It's not just a, a dingy, little dingy an escape no. thing. It's a mm-hmm. subordinate yacht to the major yacht. Now you remember and, Bill Gates had one that was all the envy for a while, yep, mm-hmm. yep. and I don't even know if he still has that. I think Judge Judy has a pretty yeah. badass one. She too, does. Yeah, I, I kid you not. Helipor- so, helipad. So this has a support yacht with a helipad. Uh, its latest accessory, along with the Washington Post, uh, the movies, the tabloid scandal, heralding the Amazon mogul's transformation from geeky technologist to globe-trotting mega-billionaire, according to this article. Uh, it's an indication of the enormity of a fortune that's accrued even faster as the world has been upended by a devastating pandemic. 
and also a testament to a fiercely secretive industry that by all accounts has thrived as a direct result of COVID-19, according to this article as well, and a stark embodiment of the widening chasm between the fortunes of the super rich and almost everyone else for the past 14 months. So, so they're saying that this... This is it's built and kind of like the swimming pools have caught up in the pa- caught up in the past year. The yachts are really starting to be ordered left and right. So if you were to say who won COVID, it would be Jeff Bezos. His personal wealth went off. It was big, oh, yeah. obviously big to yeah. begin with, but COVID was very good. You're right. The coronavirus to Jeff Bezos. Now is this a a depiction of the yacht Preston using I don't the know sail what this system. Is. I don't know what this is. Okay, Sometimes there's a photo of a picture because they do have these kind of sails. Of it's a photo of a yacht with yeah. three sails on it. It's a photo of a picture of somebody's thoughts. No, it's Jeff Bezos reportedly built. Yeah, so that that sail system, these new sails that they're doing, which are a little bit more rectangular and can be retracted, are pretty amazing. I think this is his old one. Is yeah. it? Because uh, it says here, loser. His current yacht was recently <laughs> listed for sale at 158 million dollars. And that says 127 mil up what there. What a piece of crap. No, so going to make some money off the yacht. Uh, that, one's, that one ain't nothing uh, compared to, well, the, to the mamba that he's getting. I think we could still, let's put a bid in. According to uh, Sam Tucker, head of Super Yacht Research at London-based of Vessels Value. Sam Tucker, Super Yacht. He said the market has been roaring. It's been roaring all over like a lion. The number of transactions in recent quarters was record-breaking. It's been extraordinary. Uh, the second-hand market, he said, is absolutely red hot. It's red hot, flaming hot. Uh, if, Yacht hot. If, <laughs> <laughs> How hot is it? Like a yacht. <laughs> Drop it like it's yacht. <laughs> it's my new slogan. Came up with it in the loo. You were in the loo? Absolutely. What do they call bathrooms on boats? Anything different? No, a head. 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 Yeah, it's also right. a term in pornography. <laughs> Uh, Same room, different outcomes. Uh, if anything, demand for the extravagantly high-end yachts has outstripped supply. Tucker said it's impossible to get a slot in a new build yard. It's absolutely impossible. He said they are totally booked up. It's getting yacht in here. <laughs> Don't take off all your clothes. <laughs> it's getting yacht in here. So deny your workers a union. Uh, let's see. The inland waterways of northern Germany, home to several highly regarded shipbuilders, are crammed with the city block sized steel hulls of future super- yacht blooded. <laughs> Check it and see. <laughs> I've got a yacht that's 203 meters. Uh, but uh, the city block sized steel hulls of future super yachts, as well as existing yachts, back for a spruce up. I'll tell you what, one of the things that I've always enjoyed doing is going, um, we have had boats that were, we had like a like a 21-foot, you know, fishing boat. Yeah, we had like, like a 20-footer. Like yeah. in Northport, Long Island, that was in that was in a, in a in a slot at, you know, down at the dock. At the end of that dock was something that was like 75 feet long, mm-hmm. and it was like a real, you know, I love checking out those. those oh, my God, yeah. Those yachts and going, like the boat show and stuff. I've never been. It gives you a chance to dream. I've never been on a yacht or been. I mean, a personally owned yeah superboat. I've seen them, uh, you know, at at, uh, at various y- marinas. yacht shows. Yeah, marinas. Yeah, uh, but never. 
Hit me with your best yacht. <laughs> I have to stop and think about the song for a moment before I, I run You're a real rich cookie with a long history of wanting to purchase your yacht for me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yacht for teacher. Yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Preston, you were in uh, Newport, Rhode Island recently, and I went there last summer, and I saw, I believe, the biggest yacht that I've ever seen in my life. And it was, uh, I took video of it. Uh, I couldn't fit all of the yacht in a, uh, one picture. That's oh. how long the thing was. And Newport has just FU money. I mean, it's got FU money to yeah. FU money. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I, I I would like to get a tour of one of those things, but then I would also just feel terrible. Do you think, I know. Do you think, yeah. uh, Kathy, just jumping in quickly, do you think the game is, again, I think this is probably the game, uh, you know, because they say the greatest day is when you purchase that your yeah. boat and when you, the, sec, the second you sell it. I sell think it's it. different yeah. for yachts. But when, but when <laughs> you, Kathy, is it better to have, like, you have very wealthy friends? Isn't that, is that the game? Is that the, is that the gambit? To, like, you have... People who invite you on your super yacht, but you don't have to deal with oh, it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Them. Well, I think if they have, if they have a uh, yacht, they've probably got people to take care of it. It's not like they're right. doing anything; right. they're just enjoying it. Yep. My wife. You see those yachts go in and out of Montauk when you know oh, when I'm up there. You see huge. beautiful yachts, but the most beautiful one I saw, and it, it was huge. It was enormous. I don't know if it was the you know the biggest one, but I remember we were in Portofino, Italy, and we were like, "Wow!" We we couldn't tell if it was like a cruise ship, like right. if the people had gotten off, and we looked in the back, and there was a table with two chairs, and we we were like, that's not a cruise ship. That's yeah. like somebody stopped here for like the day or the yeah. weekend or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was just, we saw them getting back on. It was a couple oh. and they were just, it was just the two of them. Did you like, yell, hey man, nice yacht? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This has a long intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So forget this one. Okay. Well, I said, one. hey man, nice yacht. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yacht legs. <laughs> You got your sea legs, and then yacht you got your legs. yacht legs. Check it and see. <laughs> uh, what, are we going to go through the whole <laughs> library? I don't know. That's a big You yacht. have to be a big yacht. <laughs> yes. Didn't you? Um, by the way, there are, in total, there are about 50 boats longer than 100 meters that are currently under construction. 50. Yeah. Uh, uh, and... you, so, needless to say, so the the staff, the crew of a, of a vessel this big, do they give you an estimate of what it would take to run this in its proper way? Oh, I, I'm no. assuming you're looking at 40, 50 people, right? That I no, it doesn't say in this particular article, Steve. I don't think it would be quite that big. That big? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I would love an idea. That's yeah, you, need, below, you need a crew. That'd yeah, be a full crew. Below deck, that reality show, which yeah. is a uh, terribly awful. But uh, you once you start watching it, you can't stop watching it. Reality yeah. show. How many people? Oh well, uh, it's an it's a whole crew. I don't know right. if it's forty or fifty, but. That's what that reality show is about, and they are—they live below deck. They work yeah. below deck, hence the name. Um, part of the appeal on that show uh, is that they are on these incredible yachts. They also go to unbelievably beautiful places. Uh, we have somebody whose daughter works on a yacht as part of the crew. It's Dolores who's on the line. Hey, Dolores, good morning. Good morning, it. Hey, good morning, it. <laughs> Dolores, your daughter works on a privately owned yacht? Yes, she does for a millionaire. He's a tech guy. What is, uh, what is, what, what's her job? She is, uh, her title is Stu, Head Stu. Right. Um, 
she pretty much is like a maid. She'll make up the rooms when they're done. You know, when they leave the boat, she has to make sure everything's cleaned up. She does laundry. She serves, so she's kind of like a waitress. She bartends for them. Okay. Dolores, does, does she yeah. live? Does she live on board the yacht? She does. Okay, and how big is this yacht? Would you have any? Yeah, um, right now it's only ninety-five feet. Which <laughs> he, he, right, he wants to move up to a hundred and thirty footer. So I hope he's he can. Looking to buy something bigger. Yeah, I good. feel bad for him. So, so he lives. He, so he lives. So she lives below decks, right? I mean, there's right. and yeah. so what is is she the only? Support staff outside the the crew that's running the uh, the yacht, or how many people work on the yacht when it's running in normal conditions? Uh, there are four right now. They have a chef, uh, the captain, a deckhand, and then her. Okay, so she's the stew. Yep. All right. All right. Wow. Where is the yacht based? Uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, she and loves it. mainly she's- mainly uh, Caribbean uh, jaunts in the boat. Yep, Caribbean. All she right now. She's in St. Thomas. <laughs> Sends me pictures every day. It's insane. So when she's she, when she's not working, uh, is she is she basically on call all the time, or does she get time off to just enjoy the yacht itself? Um, both. Yeah, she does. She um, right now he left the boat, the owner. So they have the next two weeks off, and they're basically sailing the Caribbean back to Fort Lauderdale and partying. <sighs> So I mean, she's living the life. That's awesome. No, so good the for her. So staff can like enjoy it when they're not on the boat on the ship. Yeah, basically they have. Yep, she can. Wow. They can have do whatever they want. Dolores, does it pay well? Yes, it does. She is making more than I do. Wow! <laughs> How did she get that gig? She landed in it because of COVID. Actually, she she uh, went to school. She just graduated last year. Uh, college for tourism and hospitality and there was no jobs really to be had because everything shut down she wanted to work in a hotel and one of her professors said well you know yachts are available why don't you look into that and it went from there (laughs) do you know where she started looking or monster.yacht um she actually applied indeed uh, on Indeed for a crew hand or crew oh. or a deck hand. Indeed, I don't know what Indeed is. It's like a, a job um, posting site, like, mm-hmm. like no Monster.com. Yeah. It's yeah. just a job. Well, there you go. Great. And just you. Yeah. And so I never thought of that. If you have some sort of skills, or um, if you've if you've gone to school for the hospitality industry, uh, that's an avenue for you to explore. Because, exactly. it, but it makes it makes complete sense. Man, it yeah. it sounds she awesome. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, it's I, I live vicariously through her. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's right, cool. Is um is the the gentleman or the 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 woman or whoever owns the ship? Are they or boat? Are they nice? Does she get along with them? Actually, he is a very nice guy. He's a tech guy. Uh, he's only thirty two. Oh, <laughs> dear God! And yeah, he treats her well and treats the crew very well. Is yeah. he single? He is. <laughs> is your daughter single? She is. Mm. We're gonna like sneak in bed in one night. Yeah. Mm. Hey, do yeah. they have like a, a place where a radio station show could broadcast on that <laughs> yeah. on that yacht? Yes, let's talk. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of room on the deck. Okay. Where is he from? Where is he originally from? Uh, he's from California. Okay, uh, that's in the United States. He doesn't know us. <laughs> no, no, no. Quite. Wow. So, uh, but you do. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm that's... sure he'd take that call. Yep. Have you ever oh, been on yeah. the yacht? 
I have not yet. She's invited me down a couple times, but I just can't get away from work right now, so we're dying to go down and see it. <laughs> hey, Dolores, do, does your daughter have any uh, anything stipulated in maybe her contractual agreement where she can't, you know, post uh, pictures on social media or anything along those lines? She can't. Okay. No, nope. she can't yep. say who she works for, yep. and she can't post any photos no. or anything. I'm sure yeah. that's, that's, that's probably a standard when you're at that level mm-hmm. to make yeah. sure that you're keeping yeah. everything confidential. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, is, is, let me ask you something. On a, on, a, on a yacht that large with this much money up for grabs, is there any sort of on yacht, on-boat security that's there all the time? Not on board, but they do have it on the docks right. so they can call, and yep. they've had to do that a couple times. All right. <laughs> so. All right. It's probably from radio shows trying to get on board. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wow, that's so cool, Dolores. Thank you so much it, for the story. It really is. Okay. Thanks. All right. Have All right. a good Take one. Care. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> you really yacht me. <laughs> yacht. You really got me yachting. Nick, pull up. There's a, there's a band called uh, the Yachtly Crew. Yeah, Yacht <laughs> the Rock. The Titans of Soft Rock. Yeah. My friend uh, Tim is in a, a band called the Yacht Rockers. I love Back Yacht in Rock. St. Louis. Yeah, if I ever get married again, I'm going to hire Yachtly Crew or your friend Tim's band because Yacht Rock yeah. is the best. Um, he goes by, he has a, a stage persona, and I'll have to find it. Hang on a second here. It's uh, Thurston something the other is his name. <laughs> like Thurston Howell type of thing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, that would uh, we need to get him on a real yacht. Where yacht gonna take us? Yes. <laughs> How about Eleanor Yachtby? <laughs> Eleanor Yachtby. Early in the morning, <laughs> rising to the street. Light me up that cigarette, and I strap mm-hmm. shoes on my feet. What a yacht! Right. <laughs> uh, by the way, my buddy's Tim's name is uh, Thurston Bay the <laughs> Third. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Wow, dude, that's just like, I mean, that's that's fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It's, I mean, it's what you dream about, you know. They're the ultimate. They're just exquisite. I mean, and every amenity you could possibly imagine. A lot of them have full gyms. I'm gonna guess. I would love to see pictures. Are there any pictures or projected renderings of the inside of this? Not this one. It's the project is called Y seven two one. If anybody wants to look that up. Uh, it's a yacht Y seven two one. So maybe there's renderings. If so, they've uh, they kept it pretty quiet for now. I'm going to go to uh, Sandy, Sandy. Uh, who's on the phone oh. line. Uh, Sandy, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Sandy? Good. What's up, Sandy? <laughs> That's oh. an S, Sandy. Okay. Um, hey, uh, my uh, my nephew works on a yacht off the coast of France, um, and he actually just filmed. Below Deck Caribbean. Um, he was one of the cast members on the show. Oh, no way. Uh, uh, that's pretty wild, Sandy. Any idea how many people are in the crew that he's a part of? Well, when he's working, there's about 22 of them. Okay. Um, but I don't know how many were in the filming. Okay. But he had, to, he had to quarantine for two weeks in Miami, and then they started filming. What is his? What's his job on the on the yacht? I think it's the same thing that most of them are. You know, they clean toilets and uh, make sure that everything is beautiful. They can't really be seen. He was actually one of their members got COVID at the beginning of the pandemic, and their yacht was quarantined and not allowed to dock anywhere. Right, they were off the coast of Italy for for three months. Three months. Wow. Three months. With no cat, with no um, guests on, it was just the crew, and they weren't allowed to use any of the 
luxury facilities. Oh, oh man, no. that, that, that would suck. Okay, that's. I mean, even being stuck <laughs> on a boat that long and you're not allowed to participate with or you know partake any of the amenities. Shuffleboard. Uh, yeah. That would that would suck. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did they How yeah. did they refit with uh, with supplies? Did were, were well, the they had they had a little. I guess the dinghies bring them in from okay. offshore. They were. They were off the coast of Italy. He's actually based off the coast of France, but nobody would let the the yacht dock because of the incident in COVID. So mm-hmm. they were just stuck. Wow. All right. And uh, so he got back from all of that? Yeah, he's back. Um, well, he, he uh, after that, then he applied for film being a member of Below Deck. Yep. So he filmed that. And he's just finished, and he left Miami about two weeks ago, and he's back in France. So maybe we assume he's a good-looking guy? Oh, he's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. And does he like yeah. his job? He does. He likes his job. He's very personable. His, my brother worked um, for an organization that was with the Olympics, so they've traveled all over the world. I think Fraser speaks probably four or five languages. Mm. So, I speak one. Um, He's perfect for the job. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sounds very accomplished. Wow, interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sandy. We appreciate it. All right. Take care. That's pretty cool. You know what Dolores' daughter needs to do? I keep thinking about her. Um, so she can't have a relationship with the guy who she's working for. That, Why not? Because so it's not going to work out. Because then she could lose her job. If it doesn't right. work out, you want to keep your job. Right. What she needs to do is when they dock somewhere and he gets off and he's doing she needs to get off and go meet the other yacht people. Sure. And pretend, she, or pretend it's her yacht like they did. You ever see the movie Something Like It Hot? You pretend <laughs> it's your own yacht. Like right. Yacht. Oh, yeah. Right. No, but if, she's, like a yacht. if she sees like someone else getting off another yacht, maybe go introduce stuff to them. Yeah. I like that. I'm going right. to hook Dolores' daughter up. God, or, you imagine that? Or what was uh, like, uh, wasn't Jennifer Lopez like made in Manhattan or, you know, was she the, she was the she would work there, but pretending she wasn't. Pretended, she yeah. Go put on disguise or something like that. Or maybe they could go to like a masquerade ball. And she could, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Love the yacht. Yachtarella. Snow yacht. Yachtarella. Beauty in the yacht. Sleeping yachty. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The lion yacht. <laughs> Sleeping yachty. Yeah. <laughs> the little yacht. Finding yacht. Yeah. Mm. That story. Royal yachtsel. <laughs> yacht. Yaddle. Yentl, but with a yacht. <laughs> Yentl, but with a yacht. Yaddle. Yaddle. <laughs> yaddle, yaddle. <laughs> Father, can you hear me? Oh. Come on. Got a whole yacht of love. <laughs> Got a whole yacht of love. Damn love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you need yachts. Whole yacht of love. Mm-hmm. Just uh, real quick, going back to that um, Bill Gates one. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You yacht lucky, yeah! babe? <laughs> right. Uh, Casey, you had asked about like fuel cells and stuff. The Bill Gates one that's still being under is still under construction is uh, hydrogen powered. Oh. Yeah. So it has these hydrogen fuel cells uh, to to power it. It's not diesel or nuclear or anything like that. Wow. <laughs> that's, they fired up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this stuff's out of control, man, uh, as far as the, uh, the amount of these super yachts that are being constructed. Super right yachts. Now. We need to yeah. find a friend with a yacht. Yeah. Like a show friend. We can't even. I know. We, can we can't even get a fire truck. Yeah, we can't even go to Disney. We could get a fire truck. We could get somebody to give us a ride on a fire truck. All we want is a ride oh, on a, a yacht. big whoop. We got uh, no. I want to be friends. Bernie Perron's fishing boat. Yeah, that's about as close. It's as Thirty we can feet get. long. And then you got to 
Bernie. That'd be cool to hang out with Bernie. It would be. Hey, there's a guy who listens to the show who owns a tiki bar that uh, floats in the bay at Ocean City. Okay. Right. I mean, that's our speed. I work below t-shirt. decks. Hey, there is no below deck. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder if my if someday I might get a boat. I don't know. We bought the shore house, and maybe a few years from now, when we get used to that lifestyle of getting like a, a pontoon boat just to go out and cruise I don't in think the bay, like not in the ocean. I, I think Steve's right. I think it'll be the you'll enjoy the day you buy it and the, and the day you oh, sell it. And... We had, but I grew up with did a boat. you? As yeah, did yeah. we. We, we were yeah. we were water skiers. Uh, All right. you can do we... a boat share. You guys know they have boat shares, right? Yeah. Like you can just you pay. You a leave fee. your boat in the city, and someone comes and gets it. Well, no, they have boat shares in I, I believe. Kate May has one, okay. but it, it, it is a, you know, like you just sign out. And and so it's it's you, a fee you pay. You like never a monthly own fee. it. You, you never own it. You own it. But but maintenance will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. All you have um, to do, I guess, is just you pay for the fee, um, the monthly <laughs> fee, and, and then does you got to pay for the fuel. With, does it come with a captain? Does somebody drive it? You're you supposed to drive it yourself. No, you, you do it. it. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a robotic captain. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the bay. Welcome. I don't, I don't, I don't have any interest in getting out in the ocean. Not even a little bit. Uh, well, that's what we used. Bit. So we used to, you know, uh, I grew up on, with the, they had the 17 foot, it was a company called Cobia, and then there was Boston Whaler. We had Boston Whaler's uh, 21, 22 foot, and that's that's as big as we got. Because, after, you know, it just, it, it's a money trap. You talk about on, on land, your home being a money trap, those things just hoover up money. Yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, speaking of hoovering up money, yeah, Bezos is uh, is building, having built, a half-billion-dollar yacht. Steven Spielberg has apparently got one on order that's um, in the $130 million range or something ridiculous Jesus like that. Christ. So, yeah, it's You know, wild. so compare that Tom Brady just ordered a $6 million yacht. Really? Tom Brady, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and that's... Yeah, that's nothing. That's more our speed. Yeah. Five, six, seven million. All right. Uh, anyhow, it's a peek into that world. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And uh, we may not have 500 million, but we have $500. Yeah. And that could certainly do some damage. We'll have your chance to win with the Preston Steve Money Clip. We will be back in a second. Stay with us. Teachers rock, and WMMR thinks they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your school. No quizzes, smart boards, or TI-83s. Just listen at 615 when they'll announce a random area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for the coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. So listen for the day's featured high school and Preston and Steve's coolest teacher. Weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Class dismissed. Our next guest I'm excited to speak to. Uh, The recent album came out back in uh, April, last month. Yeah. And uh, we've been playing the songs uh, My Way Soon, Heat Above. You may recognize this song as well, obviously. But the new album is called... The Battle at Gardens Gate. I'm speaking of Greta Van Fleet. Please welcome this morning, both on with us via Zoom, we have Sam and Josh Giska. Yeah. Hey. 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 Hello, hello. Hi, Namaste. Sam and Josh, <laughs> namaste. Good to have you guys on this morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to be on. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off uh, by saying 
I'm I'm a fan of the band. I love your music. I love uh, your style. A bunch about it, and I have had to. And I know this is the part of this conversation has been beaten to death, but I wanted to bring it up because it's our first time speaking. But I have uh, gone on the defensive many times for you guys because of people uh, criticizing. Uh, you know, you sounding similar to Led Zeppelin when that first when that EP came out, right? And people were emailing me going, you know, what? Come on, man, these guys are rip up, blah blah blah. And I'm sending back responses going, no, it's great music. Listen to it. These guys are they're they're carrying on the torch of rock. Yeah. They're breathing new life into this. I know that this that that it's been beat up and you guys have heard it time and time again. Um so I'm sure at this point though, in the growth of the band, you're you're able to look past all that. Did that get on your nerves initially? No, I wouldn't say so. We kind of took it as a, a bit of a compliment, you Good. know, ultimately. Um, it's just, I mean, it's sort of like one of those those really great bands in history. I think, um, you know, if we were going to be compared to anything, that's really not a bad <laughs> thing to, to, exactly. have to be compared to, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's kind of always a side. Um, and, you know, it's like you, we've learned pretty early on that, I mean, conflict makes good art, really, anyway, right? So it's, we kind of invite um, – we we invite some of, some of that criticism. I think it's 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 just fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to jump in, but but it's happened before many times in rock. I remember oh, yeah. bands like uh, Great White and Kingdom Come, and and some of these bands that came and went. It was like, did these guys sound like Zeppelin? Did you hear this? You know, so it happens all the time. I mean, you you know, Springsteen was was hailed as the as the the new Dylan. All of these things, everyone gets sad. It's it's the way we reference things. But now you're at a stage, obviously, with, with new music coming out where, you know, um, you're, you're going to be able to expand. You can hear it. You can hear you, you guys already evolving. And it, it's, I, I assume that's just part and parcel of what you do as musicians. You explore, you take different avenues of creativity. So it's, it's a natural process, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and you, to go back a bit, I mean, we... It's like bands like even the Rolling Stones or, or, or uh, I mean, Zeppelin were, were uh, considered, you know, ripoff artists too. They were getting sued left and right. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, heisting all these blues songs. But, you know, um, yeah. And I don't know. I think everybody rips off everybody. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, you steal, steal like an artist. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. I, I wanted to get that out of the way and then dive into the, the new album, The Battle of Garden. Yeah. Gardens Gate. I, I listened to the whole thing this morning, and what I really love about this is, and and this is, I don't know if it's just you guys or your producer, but you allow the music to breathe. That is the best way that I can describe this. These songs have length to them. They have some body to them, and you're not trying, trying to cram too much into each song. It feels like um, the direction was to let these jams play out. Give it a little bit of room. Um, and is that kind of what your attitude was going in with these songs? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we wanted to create something on a bigger scope that was more cinematic and that was more balladesque in a way, and 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 be able to share another uh, and sonic aspect of Greta Van Fleet. So uh, that's kind of what we set out to do. And and yeah, we were we were constantly sort of, I mean, we would, we would go as far as we could possibly go and then eventually pull back once we'd gone too far, but we wanted to be able to explore all the way to the limit. 
Um, and it was just a matter of not adding too much uh, layers because there's just so many stems, there's so many, so much layering on this on this particular album. So there's really a lot of debating: should we pull this or pull that? Because it might be too busy, you know. And the thing does need space; it needs to breathe. Yeah, and sometimes it will take years to arrange a song. Uh, so it was definitely mm. very an intentional thing. I wanted to ask about the production because it has a very distinctive sound to it, and. I'm, I'm assuming this was done on analog equipment. It definitely sounds like that. Um, yeah, but, we, used, we used everything. Okay, because I'm, I'm hearing you guys playing around with, with some stereo tricks, which you don't hear too much anymore, using really old reverb units. I assume they sound like that, or using digital versions that are able to reproduce sounds like that. We used every trick in the book. We okay. used all the equipment, and I think that is kind of a testament to the sound and the <laughs> the, the feel of, of what the album is. It feels it feels ancient and it feels uh, timeless at the same time. Yeah, well, we it's funny because we were, it was like we we were using equipment from like nineteen twenty to twenty twenty. Wow, like this whole spectrum of, of, of stuff. Uh, that's, that's that's cool because you know in the uh, the D- Dave Grohl did the, uh, the the great documentary about uh, I think it was Sound City um, and and the the board in that particular studio and and a lot of people don't realize that in your realm you know there are these coveted studios with these coveted acoustical situations and and production boards did you guys have a sort of a wish list of what you wanted to record on or you know uh, where you wanted to record. Uh, essentially, I think our only requirement is that we uh, recorded most of the instruments to tape. Okay. Uh, because it creates this very, very warm, uh, airy, tubey sound. And, and and you can tell sometimes. I mean, there 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 are, and sometimes I think you you know people sort of convince themselves. Oh, I hear a difference, but I can a lot of times when you're you know you can you can judge. Show Jackson years ago did an album that he recorded. Um, you know, in, in in the way old jazz musicians recorded a lot of their stuff, and there was like some tube equipment involved and stuff like that, and you could tell a difference. There 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 was a warmth. So, um, you know, do you are you perfectionist? Do you? I mean, if you said you you know it takes years sometimes to to mix to mix a song or to to arrive at that um, that final product, do you slave that way over every aspect of what you're putting together? Oh, Case, I think we lost him. No, well, no, yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, we, we. I think people keep asking him, and it's like, uh, how much? What's the pressure of making this next album? Um, and it's sort of like, is it must be you know intense? And it's like no, the, the the biggest pressure is really the pressure we're putting on ourselves, right? Um, and, and yeah, I think we we are like uh, sticklers, you know. We really get down to the nitty gritty and, and make sure that everything is just right, you know. Right. It's and like these these songs, these tracks live on after our time, you know. We'll be in the ground and people will be still <laughs> listening to this. So it's like it's important to make sure that that they they've aged, you know, or they've become wise enough to, to that they are that they are fully formed songs or pieces. Hey, I want to get your guys' opinion because I, uh, while listening to the record, uh, realized that the optimum uh, listening condition, and you tell me if this sounds on the mark or not, would be at night in a dark room with a single candle lit. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a seance. Yeah, (laughs) totally. No, it reminded me of the first time I ever listened to, um, and, and, and I'm not comparing it to this album, but Dark Side of the Moon, 
uh, when uh, a friend of mine, Tony, and I sat in a dark room and did bong hits and just had a single <laughs> candle lit. And I'm like, this is it. We found it. I see that, was the, that was the only way you could see your buddies every time you lit, lit the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the only everybody, way. To everybody looked kind of, of frightened, you know, <laughs> with a candlelight sort of thing. <laughs> Josh, I wanted to ask you because uh, you know I, I know that you um, you've said your you know your, your passion is towards film, and I assume Sam, you're you're as well. Uh, you know, pop culture people, and uh, how how much does the visual, how much does a, does a cinematic approach figure into the way you write these songs? Are you are you seeing them? Are you thinking perhaps as you're writing them of potential uh, videos for them? How integrated is that? I think the visual is kind of there every step of the way. Yeah, especially, you know, in the, the writing process, it's like, uh, I mean, the literature, the, the lyrics of this album, or I, I suppose any of, of our previous work is, is kind of um, visual, you know, it's, it's, if you listen to some of those lyrics, they, they do paint some images, and I, I think it is probably just from sort of uh, having the initial visualization, and then it goes into sort of uh, putting that down or trying to purvey that, you know, in words. But then, of course, you've got uh, a lot of the, the album packaging and the, the world building that goes on with, the, with an album like this. And then, of course, the videos that we've been working on and putting out and continue are continuing to do. The, the, the visual is, representation is uh, <laughs> extremely important. Uh, often that's what people affiliate with the music, the, the symbolism. Yeah, well, to me that, that that's part of the deal because we're we're friends with the composer Michael Cicchino, and 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 he has you know from the music he also approaches it. He's he's scoring films, and so that's that's a direct integration. I wanted to ask you both because you both have influences. So you're you're younger guys, but your influences span. You you go back. I mean, I'm seeing you know for as far as songwriting and, and lyrics, you know, Wilson Pickett and uh, you know Jack Bruce for for you, Sam and. and all these, all these, these people who are who precede you, um, and and you know where, who is who is uh, exposing you to these artists, um, you know, when you were younger, or did you just by happenstance find them yourselves? Well, I was really. Our father had an extensive album collection that he even had hit. I mean, some of that stuff was inherited from his his, his parents. And so we were listening to all kinds of stuff. We called it the vinyl playground. It was like, um, you know, stuff from like big bands to some of those very strange exotic instrumental albums from the 60s. But then, of course, there's all of this sort of roots, blues and folk stuff. And that's kind of what we were listening to uh, early on. So, yeah, you know, they suppose it translated and said some way it mutated into whatever. You know, thing. Yeah. So whose call was it to cover Sam Cooke? Uh, I've I I always wanted to do that one. This is Josh, but yeah. So I, I, that song always had some kind of profound impact on me. And I, you know, I, the first time I heard it, I was just kind of shocked. Um, and so yeah, I always wanted to do that. And it came down to it, it was like, oh, well, let's let's play some other, let's play some other music that was sort of important to us, so that people can hear where we're coming from and hear what we would do with it. And so that was one of the tracks that I threw in the mix, and we went for it. Yeah, and I, I think it just says says something really profound, and it and it it's such a well written song, and yeah, so it's great, it's a great track. Nice, uh, Josh, Jake, Sam, they're the brothers, so you guys were destined to play together. Uh, I'm a drummer, so I always like pointing out drummers that I like. Danny Wagner, your drummer, is fantastic. Did you guys 
luck upon him when you were, or did you do a search and find him? How did that happen? He was a gift from the ether. <laughs> he just <laughs> appeared. There wasn't a lot of people in, in our hometown making music. You know, it wasn't really a thing. It was a small town. I don't know. It was, it was, but Daniel was was into music and playing uh, guitar. That was his first instrument. He's great at it. And uh, and it turns out that he's a fantastic drummer as well. And then he's an incredible songwriter on top wow. of that. So I I don't know. It was just I think maybe the luck of the draw. But it just it almost. It almost sometimes feels like fate, but I don't know where I've seen it. That's it's the best when when the right people meet each other for whatever reason. It just it, it comes along organically, and then you get what you get, and it's great. Yeah, and, and so that's you're doing cool. what you love, you find you you're surrounded you surround yourself with those kind of people who have similar interests. So I suppose it just happened. But I mean, obviously, there's a lot of growing that happened together to get to this point. Yeah. Hey, um, does he feel like an outsider um, because he's not a brother? And then I uh, wanted to ask also about you, Sam. Do you feel like an outsider because you're not a twin? Absolutely. No. <laughs> we are very much uh, a very strong unit. And uh, we function in uh, very interesting ways between each other uh, as artists, as brothers. Um, so there's nothing that we can, you know, really brush off or leave behind all right and uh and and one more thing i wanted to ask uh, sam because you handle the keyboards in the band when you guys are live are you doing like a a getty lee type of thing or more like a ray manzarek where you're just playing the bass notes when you're playing the keys how do you work that out i wish i could do a, a ray manzarek but i have too many things to do so i have to play bass with my feet instead oh. of my hands and wow. i need my hands to do uh, at sometimes Mellotron with my left hand and piano or organ with my right hand, and then play the bass with my feet while switching through some controls. And when we were making this album, I knew how it was going to end. <laughs> everybody's using all of their limbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just deal with that later. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, guys, the album is great. Uh, we're we're huge fans here at WMMR. We have been since uh, since day one, and we can't wait uh, to see you guys performing live again, like everyone else. So uh, when that day comes, we'll be uh, glad to see you guys back in Philadelphia. And they're gone. <laughs> Greta Van Fleet, everybody. <laughs> I guess we ran over our time. Speaking, speaking of running over time, it's do it. We're way late. It's seven minutes after oh. ten. Yeah. Ninety-three-three WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. That's what I get to do. Now here's your money clip keyword. Sorry, we're so late. You only got like six minutes to enter this, but the word is air. A I R. We kept it short just because of that. Okay. Perform a miracle. Win this. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it: via the text on our special contest short code number, which is four five nine one one, or if you'd also like to be entered for the ten thousand dollar grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at wmmr.com. One random entry wins five hundred dollars in our company wide contest. That person gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Hyundai City. So the word again is air. A-I-R. Let's go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. 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 All right. This morning is brought to you by Cinch. 
Propane Home Delivery Service makes life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. You can visit cinch.com. That's spelled C-Y-N-C-H. C-Y-N-C-H dot com. A man who tried to sue for $32 trillion after being struck by a car while riding his bicycle got his day in court. Did he get it? The case was thrown out. Oh, no. Yeah, Tyler Chamberlain filed a lawsuit against IC, ICBC in 2020. I will settle for $15 trillion. Alleging that he suffered physical and emotional injuries in a 2018 hit and run. Since then, uh, he amended his claim, adding as defendants, the Queen, the Prime Minister, the Premier, the Supreme Court of British Columbia, mm-hmm. Elections British Columbia. Yeah. Uh, Nanemio Regional General Hospital and several other parties. Listen, I say we go big to go home. Uh, the judge, Douglas Thompson, described the plaintiff's demands as wide-ranging and said it includes a private audience with Her Majesty, the suspension of trade with China, the dismantling of Transport Canada, a postponement of an election, the release of classified documents, the cleaning up of the swamp. And I want a submarine. The reconstruction, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. The reconstruction of the RCMP. An MRI of his entire body, $32 trillion, <laughs> and 500,000 Tesla shares. Wow. Yeah. You broke the basket on my bicycle. Uh, the judge found Chamberlain's approach to seeking relief against parties other than the ICBC was wrong and said the plaintiff's claims are not reasonable and are scandalous, vexatious, and otherwise an abusive process. We'll consider them. Yeah. So they're going to get back yeah, to him yeah. on that. A man is facing larceny charges after allegedly stealing a dog, and the dog's owner was reunited with his best friend after the suspect was spotted with a pet with the pet by a news crew on Saturday. Officers responding were told someone broke into a parked car and took a 13-month-old German short-haired pointer named Titus. The man was caught on camera walking the dog over the Boston University Bridge, and when a News 7 crew was filming at the scene of the alleged theft later that day. They saw Titus with a man walking by. They stopped the man, later identified as Kyle Gerpe. And they said the, he said the alleged theft was just a misunderstanding. He said that he was just barking in the car, and I walked oh. past the car, and I thought it, I was, it was supposed to be a dog that I was dog walking. Oh. He said I wasn't a, it wasn't a kidnapping. It was just a simple mistake. I bet you this is the dog that I should be dog walking. But police said Garpy never called them or the owner, whose number was on the dog the dog's tags. Uh, Garpy said that he tried to call, but the phone was broken. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes phones are broken. Uh, yeah. The news crew called police, and uh, Garpy was arrested and charged with larceny, more than $1,200 in breaking and entering into a vehicle to commit a felony. And officers brought Titus's owner, Greg who had an emotional reunion with his pet, so they got it back. Was there another phone? Come again? No. No. <laughs> a man stole about $12,000 worth of Leonard Skinner memorabilia in Florida. <laughs> William James Walker is wanted for the theft of a trailer filled with rock relics, which were... This is the greatest day of my life. ...which were intended to be sold for charity last month. Freedom! The trailer disappeared from the parking lot of a day's inn. Sweet Jesus Christ. Just one day before the items inside were set to be auctioned off at a cancer benefit. I thought the Prius with the 38 special stuff was awesome. The Jimmy Van Zant concert benefit was set to honor Jimmy Van Zant, cousin of Donnie, Johnny, and Ronnie Van Zant, who died of <laughs> liver cancer in 2016. 
Uh, the stolen items included irreplaceable, irreplaceable me- mementos from the band, as well as a 1957 Les Paul guitar signed by Greg Allman, Brian Howe, Butch Trucks, and others. That is pretty cool. Uh, the police department said that it had obtained an arrest warrant for Walker, charging him with felony grand theft. Kathy had this story in the news earlier this morning. Imagine looking out your window and seeing a tiger prowling around. Yeah. Footage recently surfaced on Twitter that shows a tiger roaming around Houston in a neighborhood. The big cat apparently got loose from a nearby home where it was seemingly being kept as a pet. The video shows the tiger coming within the few feet of a nearby homeowner as it wanders the streets on Sunday night. The man in the video pulled out a gun as the tiger approached. And fortunately, the tiger does not attack him. The armed man Where does was Casey live. Uh, the armed man was actually an off-duty sheriff's deputy that said he only pointed his weapon at the tiger to protect the neighborhood. Witnesses said a man came out of the house to get the tiger, and the off-duty deputy and the tiger owner argued about the incident briefly before the owner entered the home with the animal. Short time later, the same man came outside with the tiger and loaded it into his SUV before taking off before authorities could arrive at the scene. And, Kathy, I think in your story, they had tracked him down and found him, right? No, the guy? Oh, yeah, they No, they, they chased him, and they, okay. he got away. But they know who he is, they and he's got he a is. criminal yeah. past. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy with the tiger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and uh, we'll do one more story and then wrap this up. A suspected German fraudster living in Mallorca allegedly faked her own death, but her story had a rather obvious giveaway. It was her pet poodle. The 47-year-old woman arrested by Spanish police is suspected of his embezzling around $1.2 million uh, from the German solar power firm that she worked for. Private detectives hired by the firm sniffed around on social media and found that she had owned a giant poodle, one of those bigger ones. Right, yes. Uh, Well, their work led to her arrest. The woman is now on bail and has reportedly admitted having faked her own death. The detectives tracked her down. Uh, to a chic villa in Santa Ponca after spotting a man walking such a poodle, which is not a very common breed on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story began in November when the woman was summoned to court uh, to a court hearing, uh, but suspicions were raised at the solar power firm she worked for in North Germany uh, when her parents reported that she had died in a car crash in March 2020. You know what? We don't think you're dead. Police quoted by uh, uh, Dario Mallorca said that she had, in fact, been living in Mallorca with false ID documents. And since they found this person walking the dog, they were able to trace it to her and found out she was indeed alive. And she is now going to jail, most likely. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Hey, I want to remind you, today is Tattoo Tuesday. If yes. you're interested in winning a Preston and Steve tattoo, text the word tattoo to 39333. You might win a $350 gift card. Good for a Preston and Steve tattoo at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They are located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. If you want to check out their artwork, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. We'll take a break. We'll get to the lesson question trash and music news when we come back. Stay down. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to get a lesson question at this point in time, and we are going to give away a Blu-ray combo pack of the Martanium. Uh, and if you can answer it correctly, you will win. So the question that we are going to pose to you this morning is this. Eating pizza out of a vending machine machine is akin to giving oral to a what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Eating pizza out of a vending machine is akin to giving oral to a what? If you were listening and you know, let's have you call. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to do trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and uh, brought to you by nothing but Steve Morris. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Mark Wahlberg revealing how he packed on 30 pounds in six weeks for a movie role saying he took in 7,000 calories a day. Wahlberg says he ate so much food that his mouth eventually developed stretch marks. Oh, my God. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck possibly rekindling their former romance after being seen together at a resort in Montana. The famous couple, once known as Benifer, has been rebranded as Ekpez. Hey! And finally, Tiger King star Jeff Lowe claiming he's received an anonymous letter stating that Carol Baskin's missing ex-husband is buried under her home in Florida. Lowe says he knows he has a reputation for lying, but swears that this time he is lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll go to the phone, see if we can get a winner uh, and an answer to this question. Eating pizza out of a vending machine is akin to giving oral to what? 215-263-WMMR to Rich we go. Hey, Rich. We get what I get to do. (laughs) Rich, you get to answer the question. What is eating pizza out of a vending machine akin to giving oral to what? Dead hooker. You got it. Dead hooker. Hang on, you just got yourself a Blu-ray combo pack of the Mauritanian, the riveting true story of courage and survival against all odds, starring Academy Award winner Jodie Foster, Tahar Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch. You can own it now on Blu-ray and DVD, also available on digital. Normally, I go right into music news, but I have another caller I think I need to go to. All right. Hi, is this Joe? Yes, it is. What do you know, Joe? Hey, I just won $500. $500. You must be our uh, money clip winner, correct? Yes. Excellent, man. Where are you from, Joe? Ridley Park, Pennsylvania. Uh, And do you know how close you've cut this, Joe? We wrap this thing up on Friday, pal. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it was coming to an end. Yeah, you got in. Yeah, have you been playing along for uh, a while, or did you just get in on the game? No, I've been playing for weeks. Good well, man. It well, worked. Persistence paid off. Nice to hear, Joe. Thank you so much for checking in, for listening, and we are happy to give you, Joe, five hundred dollars. Thank you very much. All right, hang on, buddy. Nice job. I love it. All right, music news time. Here we go. Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. Yeah! 
All right, uh, brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at ADMoyer.com. Uh, we'll start with this. The band Rise Against has announced their Nowhere Generation Summer Tour. And Rise Against, oh, and by the way, a date in our area will be August 1st at The Man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Skyline Stage. Uh, so this will be, you know what, it doesn't say if it's 2021. Yeah, confirmed 2021 date. That's yeah. this year. Yeah, which is... Listen, most of the dates we've been hearing have been in the fall and, yes. and winter, so it's nice to hear a summer uh, date. So the Skyline Stage at the Man. The Man, and that's a great stage. Have you ever seen anything up there? I've been at the Man, yeah. absolutely, yes. Uh, Rise Against uh, Tim McElrath said in a statement, A year without live music in a time when we needed it the most has been trying for all of us. Live music has been missing from all our lives for far too long, and we can't wait to fix that with the Nowhere, Nowhere Generation Tour been a long year and we got a lot to say about it pierre just interviewed him too. oh yeah yeah and uh it was a zoom interview and it's up um i'm, I'm looking for it on wmmr.com but i know it's on uh the station's twitter account so you can find it there and this is a super duper short uh music news i only have one other thing uh, metallica has written more than 10 new songs while they've been in quarantine uh james hetfield was on a pat- podcast said that uh most of the new material was written during the band's weekly Zoom check-ins, I said Lars and I would get together, or Kirk and Lars, and we would get little bits of time here and there writing, and it was difficult because of the delay in the sound, so we couldn't actually play together, but we would play to a click track and watch each other play, and that's how they went about writing the song. It's got to be weird to do it that way, Yeah, but that's cool, and every song pertains to uh, yachts, Preston. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we're behind. They, they've already been writing the song. I know. We just jumped yeah. on the bandwagon today. Off to Never Yachting Land. Uh, and that's it. That's, that's all. It. That's the short music news today, as I said. We well, got uh, things to do. A reminder that we do have a high school that has uh, been chosen randomly uh, for the coolest teacher of the year. We uh, earlier this morning at Upper Perk, and our winner was Tom Haunts, uh, who's the football coach there. Uh, next is Delcy Regional High School in Franklinville. So if you have ties to Delcy and you want to uh, vote for someone in particular, just text the word teacher to 39333, and we are going to send you a link, a voting link, or you can go to PrestonSteve.com, and you can do it that way. While you're in the texting mood as well, keep in mind, Tattoo we have a chance to win a Preston Steve tattoo, $350 gift certificate to Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Do that now. Text the word tattoo to 39333. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Before we wrap up, we have a little bit of a presentation that is going to be happening here in our studio with a couple of guests. So stay there. We'll be back in a moment. Rock Breakdown with Sarah hits on the casting of Pete Davidson as Joey Ramone in the upcoming Netflix biopic and Weezer's venture into vacuums. Plus some updates to the Preston and Steve ringtone repertoire for your phone and why Brett Michaels preferred Slash over CeCe DeVille as guitarist for Poison. 1040 on this Tuesday morning as we are wrapping today's program up. I want to go through some thank yous. Uh, we had several people uh, join in, chip in on the program today. Um, author Mitch Album was on. Yeah, he was great. He was excellent. 
We all grew extra arms and hands, by the way. Uh, Mitch Album has a book out on paper book, which is or paperback, which is coming out, um, I believe, on the 18th, and it's yep. called Finding Chica. Really nice to talk to him. And then we had Sam and Josh of Greta Van Fleet on the show. New album out. The Battle at Gardens Gate, and uh, it was cool to have those uh, guys on this morning. All right, now on to our special guest. And actually, we normally have a, a piece of music that we play. We have a new one, don't we? We have a new piece of music yeah. for Bill Weston. Do you oh, want to? That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, let's so do we it. Play yeah. this. This is yeah. a new jingle for you. Did you hear this this morning? Yeah. There's a listener made this. Oh, sorry, I didn't turn this on. Bill Weston is the man with the station in his hands, and he doesn't give a damn if you're in the rock or play. What's he saying at the end there? I got, I got a, a station to run. Right. He goes, I got a station to run. Nice. Bill Weston, man, about to have With my own jingle. Yes. How about that? And your own entourage. Yes. yes. Can I set the scene for everybody? Please. I'm going to try not to talk with my hands. Yes. I saw the video when I was in here before talking about what, oh, you got talk like Bill Weston Day. And I was like, oh, my God. That's just, I'm, okay, so I got you my do. hands in my pockets. Yes, right? okay. And we're going to talk about this really special thing. It's always uh, been said you need to celebrate your successes, right? Mm-hmm. And MMR has always been pretty good about uh, the humility that runs our radio station. We know we got great gigs. And that, like, really? We get, to, we get paid to do this? Right. But there's a thing that the National Association of Broadcaster does every year. It's called the Crystal Awards. And you may have heard us talk about the Marconis, which is the Emmy version to TV and the Marconis out of radio. The Crystal is even rarer because it's only afforded to a handful of stations each year for doing something good, right? It's not about having great ratings or funny people or amazing music mixes. It's about doing good, ongoing community service. Year-round community service is the rationale for the Crystal Award. And hundreds of stations submit uh, for the recognition. 50 are chosen as finalists. And then a panel of public relations, professionals, community service organizations, and broadcast people vote. And WMMR was a, is a Crystal Award winner for um, the community service that we did in 2020. Nice! Wow. Which is pretty amazing when you think that's... A COVID year, right? Yeah. Where everybody's like, in March, like, they shut the doors and they went down their rabbit holes and they want to come out. And what you guys did, what this radio station did, is that we encouraged them to, it's okay to give. Mm-hmm. And you think about some of the things that we did last year and how we did that. We do it every Sunday morning with a public affairs programming, right? So it's it's on-air programming that we dedicate to the community service, but it's also the outreach that we do. Marcus is here. I want to give him a shout-out because... Marcus, for 17 years, Marcus has been interviewing community leaders about stuff, whether it's about uh, public health or about safety or about culture or whatever. And he does that. It's the public affairs program that airs Sunday mornings. And Marcus has been doing a long time, dedicated professional that he is. Puts a lot into it. He sure does. Plus, he leads the American Cancer Society Bikeathon thing, which is also on the list of things that we did virtually. Um... But all of this programming that we do, the interviews that you guys did with um, the uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, 
with think of the, some of the other people that you've had in here, the San Filippo the people, AIDS yeah. Walk, the AIDS Walk. There's Mana, Mana which Pierre does. He, he does that lovely thirty minute interview every year with the Mana guy about the pie sale, <laughs> right? Come on, Pierre. Uh, it's <laughs> true. All right, it's but, a forty minute. <laughs> it is. Well, there's a lot of pies. There's a lot, a of, lot pies of pies to sell, yes. and um, it's important to spend a lot of time talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's about what that Mana organization does when they right. sell those pies or what these organizations, the, the AIDS Walk, all of these different things. And some of the other events that were virtual but actually happened was the blood drive, which Eric is here. Eric and Rodney kind of figure out how we're going to do that. Everybody is like, eh, eh, I'm not yeah. going to what? It's COVID. But found out a way to do that. Multi-locations. You guys kind of led the way. And over 600 pints of blood was uh, was collected on that day. Pretty amazing thing. And then uh, Camp Out for Hunger, obviously, is a big part of how we were able to do that, how to create this new version of Camp Out for Hunger and the amount of food and money that was collected to help people in our community. It's miraculous. And I wanted to all bring it back to our listeners because they're the ones who kind of rolled up their sleeves. They're the ones that listened and maybe, you know, raised their hands to join Big Brothers or donate some money or all these things. So it's kind of cool that a radio station as big as MMR and successful as MMR in a big market and we are we're a business we have to make money to stay in business and to pay salaries and do all this great work but we dedicate a certain amount of our airtime and our resources to going out into the community to do good and that's what this uh, award reflects and it's really really cool thanks Very there's nice. a lot there's only like a few other stations that get this award and many of them are in small markets and maybe they can afford to spend a lot of time um you know for public affairs or you know fun drives or whatever but mmr big dog station still doing big work that's very cool very yeah. and and the big man leading the way bill yeah, West. yes got his own theme song so i would yeah. like um the, the the bigger cheese than me to uh, present this award it, it's for the entire station that yes. we're all part of but look the, the morning show with camp out and some of these premiere events and the fact that you actually give airtime during your show to people to come in and talk about things that aren't super exciting, but yeah. they're about doing good in our community is, mm -hmm. I think it's fitting that we do that now with, with you guys and Pierre here's ready to go, but here's Joe Bell, our vice president, general manager. Yeah. Bill should get one of those participation awards you get in Little League. Yeah. I know you tried to talk without your hands. <laughs> Casey, did you time him? How long did he go? I heat uh, a little too long. No, no, without <laughs> using his hands. I know he went too long, but. About oh, 30, I, maybe like five seconds. Yeah, 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 that was, yeah. That was not a even. Good try. I can't help it. Okay, it's a good I show that award and give it to Preston. <laughs> right. You're taller than I am. Yeah, there um, you go. I can't add much to what Bill said because he really nailed it. It's a, a team effort, a community effort. You know, I've been doing this a long time, and I've always said you cannot have a great radio station that doesn't do great things in its community. Hmm. And MMR certainly lives up to that every day. And that's the cool thing about this award. It's not an award for Camp Out or for the Blood Drive or any one thing. It's an award for what we do or try to do every day in the greater Philadelphia area. Thanks to all of you, and like uh, was said by Bill, thank you to the listeners. If listeners didn't respond to what we do, it would all be for naught. So thanks, Preston. Let me give this to you, and uh, let's keep it going. Thank you, guys. I, I will accept this on behalf of the, the staff of WMMR. Yes. This is outstanding. This is uh, wow. really, really impressive. It is. Uh, that, you know, this, uh, this group of people 
everybody's always going, what can we do? How can I uh, spend my time helping, you know, the radio station reach out to the community and, and stimulate the community, And which we don't have to do much, to be honest. It's, no. It really, people, you, you make the call and people answer, and that's, that's what Philadelphia is. We talk about it all the time, how uh, unrelentingly generous in the worst of times people step up. We're blown away by the campout results. Mm-hmm. It just is, uh, it is an honor to be um, broadcasting in the city because uh, you're not going to find finer people anywhere. Yeah, so thank you to the National Association of Broadcasters for this. Very, yeah. But, you know... I would add that it's not just, um, you know, you guys power so many different things, like with the camp out and the blood drive are the two examples Bill drove. But each of you individually, you do uh, work for the Crohn's and colitis. Casey does a cancer bike ride in addition to the one Marcus does. Steve, you do all kinds of work with animals. Kathy, uh, helping with the wigs for kids. And you've done breast cancer work. Nick, you've done a couple of different benefits, one for your nephew, uh, the other for the San gentleman. Filippo syndrome. San Filippo yeah. syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, all of you individually, but all of the staff individually. Yeah. Marcus uh, does uh, this amazing cancer uh, bicycle ride every year, and we're doing it again. You know, uh, Jackson does the Jeep Club stuff uh, in addition to what he brings uh, and gets a Jeep Club to bring for camp out. He does these uh, Mutters Day uh, things where they've given uh, raised tons of money for various charities. Uh, Jackie Bam Bam does a ton of stuff with the Mummers, uh, police work, uh, all kinds of benefits. Brent Porsche goes and talks to kids about yeah. broadcasting. Uh, Brent Porsche, uh, you know, gives constantly, and he works with uh, the Porsche Club of America, also with uh, members of city council and helping out uh, in local music uh, projects. I've done the AIDS Walk every year that it's been alive. I've hosted it in uh, a number of environmental benefits. But on top of that, and I'm not saying any of this uh, to beat our chest, I'm saying it to say it's it's not just you guys. It's the entire staff and our promotion team that, that is involved in it. And it's not just a big thing like the blood drive, as uh, Bill referenced, you know, you'll have somebody come in and talk about a beef and beer that they're having. And to me, that's every bit as important because, you know, if they could raise a couple thousand bucks to help out a family in need in this world that's so absolutely miserably, sadly and angrily divided, these are things that bring people together. These are things that bring our community who are as divided as anybody. Those who listen to us have all kinds of different opinions. But in this divided time, it brings people together when you're trying to help somebody, when you try, who cares what you think or who you voted for, if you can combine to lift somebody up. And um, whether it be a, something large like the camp out or something small like, like the beef and beer. Bill allowed us to do a couple of years ago a beef, uh, plug a beef and beer for Vinnie the Crumb who had left and gone to work at YSP. Yeah. And we were plugging and his wife had gotten cancer. And I mean, that's the level that this station operates at. Um, and those kinds of things really move me particularly. So uh, it's important, not on just even the giant level. That's why at the camp out, I always say, you know what? To me, the person that brings one can of food but struggle to do it is every bit as important, maybe more so yep. than the people who bring millions of dollars. Um, it's that individual effort to try to lift people up. And uh, the Absolutely. fact that it was acknowledged is very cool. Excellent. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Representatives there in the studio of our promotions and sales and engineering and everybody can't do it without the whole 
thing, the whole picture. It's great. And 40 minute conversations with the pie guy. (laughs) That too. But there's so many pies, Pierre. Well, there's, there's so a lot of pie to eat. Yes, and if you don't d- dress them all, then you're doing them a disservice. Well, right. and I'd like to go into some detail about that now. Preston <laughs> and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... <laughs> a is in award. All right. There we go. And we have apple Lewis. pie. And we have a two hundred fifty dollars. Come back and say something about Laura Lewis. Credit to Preston's S- wrapping this up here. I don't care. Real quick, a two hundred fifty dollars credit to Squeeze.com, the best used cleanse on the market. Lose weight, better sleep, more energy. Online ordering and same day delivery at Squeezed.com. We'll give that away on Friday. Yes. The submission process for the Crystal Award is one of the worst things I've ever tried to do because <laughs> you have to go through an entire year and try to remember everything that you did, the number of promos, the the p. It's it's uh, daunting. And I tried to do it once, and I said I'd never do it again. <laughs> Laura Lewis, who is part of our staff, did the process where she dug up all the stuff, all the research, picked up all the organizations and all the great things that you guys did and we did. And uh, so she is largely responsible for this award. Thank you, Laura Lewis. Thank you, Laura. What is your title here, Bill? What is, what, what is your title, Laura? I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> That's what it says on her business card. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we started winning more awards when she started doing all the oh, filing well, and stuff. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. All right. uh, what's on the program today, my man? Uh, we'll have workforce blocks of Queen and Shinedown and Bob Marley, and it's Double Shot Tuesday, so we'll have Double Shots to boot. Oh, Aren't wonderful. you doing your pie recipes today, too? And, well, I, the pie guy is coming in for a special. He's actually going to co-host with me. All right. Uh, all right. And so it's all going to be about pie. All right. All right. I got to thank our sponsors. Let's start sponsors. with uh, the Preston has to yeast. get going. I have right. a doctor's appointment. The yeah, Preston yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. Show yeah. brought to you today by you Acme. I care about that. Everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh There's Foods. Yeast. Local flavors also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and Coors Pure, an organic light beer that is refreshingly simple. This anything? What the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. Tomorrow on our program, we will have Fox Good Day, Greg Harris, the President and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, will be joining us too. That's it. And somewhere uh, we got a secret text word, or I mean a uh, Tattoos Day winner. Yes. I don't know who it is. We'll deal with that tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Ray, John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 83.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Ba-toot-a-ba-toot-ba-ba-ba-doo.